Hey everybody, welcome back to Minna Fandom. I'm your host, Menas, and uh, got a great show for you. I mean, off the top, um, you know, everyone's going to want to hear me talk about Tweetgate this week. Um, you know, we'll get into it a bit later, but I just want to say it came from a place of caring, came from a good place. I care about Kirk. I care about the show. Uh, the show. It certainly came out wrong and was poorly expressed, as my first guest can relate to, Mike Montante. Mike, welcome. I don't. I don't uh, apologize for anything I've said. Uh, good, better, and different. But yeah, no, I, I want to touch on that later because I think uh, ever since you called in and had that little guest spot that you always wanted, where you're on Zoom, your your algorithm's been off. You've been you've been broken. You're uh, trying to find your your balance. So I look forward to getting into that. I was broken before that, and we have a, 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 an extra special third panelist this week. Uh, she's been mentioned on the main show a couple of times. Dave Cullinane clearly is a massive fan of this lady's um, OnlyFans because he's desperate to get her in studio. Um, so definitely, if you do take like capsicum spray or something, um, but we welcome a Bree Hunter. Bree, welcome. Thank you for having me on. So. Uh, when um, you were on Bastel Idol last year and got cruelly eliminated when you went um, up against Chris, I mean, I was, you know, heartbroken when that happened. And ever since then, you know, I've wanted to have you on the show. So I'm I'm, so, I'm glad Montante brought you on and you've sort of um, made an entry into the Minifan world on the fringes. Um, how have you found it so far? It's... Um... It feels like I'm not in the military, but I would I would assume that this is what boot camp feels like because it's yep. like everyone shows their affection by like verbally beating the shit out of you and <laughs> kind of you learn to love the abuse. Um, but I like it. It's a very it's very niche. I'll give you guys that. But I, I I respect and admire your commitment to this sort of little world that's developed around KMS. <laughs> Um, and look, if you are, this is a sort of a good sort of training ground for actually going on the main show. Like there was a guy called Trent. Uh, you might have seen him online. He came on here first, and it's worked out really well from him. For him, he's gone from strength to strength. So, um, you know, it's good you come on Minna Fandom as like a, a bit of a warm up for hopefully um, bigger and better things. Breaks you in a little bit. I like that. So. <laughs> That's was, was very cruel. That's very cruel. Uh, because she doesn't have the context clues that no Trent came on here and ever since then it's been an absolute <laughs> downward spiral. So I have more. I have way more faith in uh, in Bree than I do Trent South. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I will say, Bree, I, I went on a bit of a deep dive on your podcast this morning. It's called uh, Bree Hunter is fucked. Um, you did it for a couple of years. I, I really enjoyed it. I, you know, p- people think I'm all about the, the tits and the OnlyFans, but um, you, you are very funny. I love your dry sense of humour. You call it like it is. Um, but what happened to your podcast? Why did you give it up? Um, first of all, thank you so much. Um, I well, actually funny, like not haha funny, but similar to Kirk, I had a little bit of a, I needed like a mental health break. I was having very like serious mental health stuff going on. And I'm like, I just need to take a step back. Um, and then it was one of those things where I moved from LA back home to New Jersey. Um, and I just kind of never picked it back up again. Um, although Mike has been encouraging me to get back in the game. So We'll see. Yeah, I mean, you're too talented to be on the sidelines. It's like, um, 
it's like Bo Jackson here, Montante. You know, you got to be you got to be out there. Um, so, what, also, what, what? So, what have you thought of the KMS world? So, I asked you to do a bit of research before you came on, and uh, what, what have you what what have you made of it? Just what what are your thoughts around it? Um, I have like a, I literally have like a Google doc worth of notes here. The one thing that just stood out immediately to me is that Mike, it like dresses exactly like turtle from entourage. So I don't know if like anyone, if you don't watch entourage, unfortunately you won't understand the reference. I watched it. He has like strong, like loyal side character energy, which I feel like is probably ideal for like a co-host. And I've um, heard Mike was an entourage fan. He said that before he used to watch it. So it makes sense. Are you? No, no, no sorry. Oh, blind mic, blind mic, blind mic. Oh, other mic. Sorry. Um, I was going to say we have to like we have to separate the mics here. No, blind, blind mic, blind mic. Yeah. And I have to say, I've blind mic has like mic. such a Correct. like because I was looking up just pictures of him, and he has like such a wide array of looks like that he's displayed since the beginning of like his time at Barstool. Like he literally looks like a different person at different phases. But okay. I like this phase that he's at right now, like Husky Mike. I feel like is his best. So. You think so? So Alex, my Alex, um, she loves Blind Mike. Like that when he gets the wallet thrown in his, in his face, like six, seven years ago, she's like, "Oh wow, he was really hot." You oh, know, she, she he, like six, seven years ago. Yeah. Well, you know what it might be because she's dealing with Tina, a fat Mike Tina right Mike. now every day, so she might like you know an alternative universe where she has a skinny Mike, which is not me. But yeah, she Alex is like you know infatuated with uh, skinny skinny Blind Mike is a is a rocket. I don't see yeah. it now, but Brie does, so that's that's. What oh I no, think. I do. I feel like high, like triglycerides, Mike. Right now, like that's the Mike. I think that's his. This is his best look. Mm, okay. Um, what, what? So okay. What do you think of the actual show? So when you've listened to some of the episodes, I mean, there's so many inside jokes and references, and you know, you're spending the whole time thinking, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Or what was what's what's that like? Well, when you're a new fan, it's definitely it's like you do feel a little bit left out at times because there are a lot of references to like past episodes or things that have gone on. But overall, I think that like, I, I like listening to Kirk because he sort of knows a little bit about everything. Like the show is all over the place. And I mean that in a good way. So it's like, sure. When they're talking about old stuff, you kind of miss out if you're a new fan, but even so it's very enjoyable. Um, He's very Mm. intelligent. And as somebody who's, I know Mike and I talked about this, I'm not, um like right leaning and yet i still really enjoy like listening to his show and listening to his opinions so i think there's value in that so does that get does that mean you think um and i'm not, I'm not trying to jump you here that's funny i think kirk does give off the impression you're not trying to, that what? He, not trying to what huh you're going so relax you little pervert i think a lot of a, <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of people think that kirk is like a right-leaning guy does he give off that impression because you're not the only one who who kind of makes that assumption, and if you listen to him, he's probably more far left than he is right. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I feel like if I just by listening to him, I never would have thought that. But if you read articles on him, because I was doing a yeah. bunch of research, plus if you kind of he gets he, covered like he's a right wing maniac. He gets that's how he's painted for whatever reason. I don't know. You know, so well, that's funny. His, like two of his scandals, he was True. sort of accused of being like this, like insensitive like you know racist yeah. <laughs> then you know yeah. which after reading the story i would say I, I i don't agree with that take at all i don't think he that's who he is um yeah but they really raked him over the coals a couple times with that you know kind of trying to trying to put him out there as that person 
That's funny. And uh, I know, Ben, this is your last, this is the last question I'll ask her. Did it feel like homework when you're listening? This, did it feel like homework where you like, this is a three way, Mike. You can go, oh, relax. Go you this want. is a three way. You, yeah. just, you just relax, Mike. This is one of those three ways where you just keep your head one way. You don't look, you don't look to the side because that you'll go, exactly. uh, you'll go instantly soft. <laughs> but no, um, did it feel like homework while you were uh, listening or it was like semi enjoyable at the same time? I'm just now having like really intrusive thoughts about like an Eiffel Tower situation. Yeah, that's tough. I just that's need tough. like a moment to just, <laughs> I'm going to file that back in like a traumatic area. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Jeez. No. Can you repeat the question for me? When you were listening to like kind of do some research, <laughs> like did it feel like it was homework or did you actually find yourself like semi enjoying listening to the show and it kind of came easy? No, a hundred percent. I was like, there was like a little bit of pressure because I knew I was going to have to come on here as like a newer fan and sort of like Mm -hmm. prove myself, but, uh, it didn't, no, it did not feel like homework. I, the more I listened to it too, like the more I felt like invested in everything that was going on. And it's like the cool kids table. You kind of want to be like a part of everything and figure out what everyone's talking about, you know, in the live chat and on Reddit. So I feel like I will also say, though, about the fans. And again, this is not in a, like a mean way, but I like one of my notes was like, are they on a government watch list? Question mark. <laughs> like I. Yes. There's probably a fair percentage that are even right. probably Montante is right yep. here. So um, you okay, for so sure, you, like are on a few. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gold list there. Yeah. I'm Whatever. Australian. So I'm not on a, a U.S. government watch list. Um, not yet. Me, so th- not, not yet. Indeed. Uh, so you like the actual <laughs> show. Um, mm-hmm. You find it entertaining. Uh, you, you like Blind Mike. So do you think Mike's funny? Um, no, I think he's funny, and I think he's a good um, – like, I don't know. Would we call him a co-host? Like, is that his official – Sidekick. 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 Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of a tough role to play, though, too, because you can't overshadow Kirk, and he does do a lot of the talking, but you can't just sit there like a bump on a log. So I feel like he's got that down to, like, a science. I think yeah. he's he's good. His and, reactions and, with him are perfect. Like it's like when you go to the doctor and you get hit in the knee, your knee automatically kicks out. Blind Mike knows the perfect balance to where, you know, he won't take over a show, but he won't speak too little. He's he's perfect. And we hear the timing. Hat. Like that's yeah. how I feel. I feel like anybody who wears like a page boy hat, like semi consistently, like they just know their role. Like they're in the corner <laughs> and they're sort of like supporting everybody, but not being like they don't overtake the situation. I feel like that's where it comes from. And uh, Kirk himself, I mean, what do you think of him? Give give me your thoughts on the great man. Um, I find him very interesting. I think that he, the fact that he's so brutally honest about everything that he's been through, like he lets it all hang out. And I feel like I've worked sort of behind the scenes in production and like a few different, you know, places. And for people who haven't done that, the way that, like Kirk is like publicly on camera on the show is the way that a lot of people are behind the scenes, but then they get up there and they play a character. And with him, he's not doing that. Like he's just giving you himself. And I feel like it comes off as very genuine and honest. And has he ever done, I know you guys, he's done those shows here and there, but he has, has he ever done like the real like stand up circuit? Because he gives me like, there are times where he gives me stand up comedian <laughs> vibes. That's funny. He thinks of himself as um, having a bit of improv. No, I don't think he's ever done any um, stand up. I know he has. He has the social norms of a guy. Just like people, true stand up people are awkward. Like mm. you know, and their true nature. Kirk has the awkward vibe in real life. Like he thrives when he's on a pedestal. 
like kind of like a lot of good comedians. But yeah, no, he's that's it's funny the little crossover that you think there. But no, he's he's not. Well, no, has he's he ever done, even mentioned it? Like no, he's done. So. He's done like theater and stuff when he was younger, like growing up. The ballet then, too, I think. Well, he did. Yes, he did. The, he's a thespian. No, yeah, he used to, he used to like musical theater. He used to do yeah. dance classes. Uh, his mum pushed him into it. Yeah. So he's always had a performer. And if you'd seen him at the Wilbur when he did those openings acts i mean he 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 loves to um throw himself into that theatrical space um and then i i know he tried to do screenwriting but i don't think he's ever done stand-up maybe i heard him say once he did it and bombed um but he's really only going exploring this sort of comedy path now i mean he went sort of from not being on air to doing sports radio and then when he got out of that now barstool is kind of lightening things up like if you go back and listen to the first sort of six months of the kirk minahan show it it takes a little while to find it finds its feet and it starts off a bit more like sports radio and serious and then kirk realizes i think he wanted to lighten it up i mean he's still you know, tells people he wants to kill them and tells kids to get cancer and uh, tries to, you know, say I'm some kind of enemy and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. So it's, he will love you saying that he could do stand-up because I think he, you know, he likes that side of himself. No, he is. He's he's funny. He's a little bit, like to Mike's point, he's a little bit neurodivergent, as as the kids call it now. We have to say that that's the word. Yeah, he has. He's a voracious the- reader. That's He's a voracious reader. I think yeah, that's where I he gets so. all this knowledge. Um, but he has pretty good delivery. And I think sometimes when you have a lot of knowledge about like a wide array of topics, you have a lot of things to pull from. And so I for like from a comedian standpoint, that's like you can kind of carry that way. So. Um, I'm impressed, I would say. If I just sum it up in one word, I would say impressed. Great. And I guess you said you worked behind the scenes in production. Then you must kind of really look down on um, Dave Cullinane, who's the producer. Surely you sort of see him for what he is, some he bumbling, won, incompetent He won our dating fool. game. He won our dating game, so he is a Yeah, but that's a different, that different criteria. No, Dave didn't win the dating game. Can you not bring up Montante's world? Because Dave uh, will get upset. Uh, There's this guy who listens to the show who has bigger tits than you, and he he will be. His his are actually natural in his defense. Yes, uh, he will be very upset that we talked about anything because he's, he's worried we're going to, you know, tread on the same territory. Oh, for um, God's sakes! So we can wait. Can we? We can. You are asking yeah. me about Dave, or you're not? Okay. No. Yes, me- I'm asking you about Dave. We just don't want to talk about the dating game. Oh, specifically. Oh, I didn't know there was like controversy. Wow. Okay. So Dave, sweet Dave. Um, no, I feel like again another entourage reference unintentionally. Um, but I feel like it's like it's like the Ari and Lloyd thing, like between like Kirk and Dave. Like he has to sort of be a little bit bumbling, otherwise it doesn't work. It's not as funny if he's not berating him half the time. So I mean there's a bit of that, but I also think I mean, yeah, okay. I mean it's interesting that you come from a with that perspective. So I guess the longer you listen to the show, maybe that wears gets to you a bit. Like some people seem the like that. Being isn't so sweet after you've listened well, to it for like I, I don't mind, Dave. But you become there, numb there, to it. Yeah, but there is a sort of element of Minifans that are really starting to hate Dave um, because of his incompetence. Yeah, but this is like my thing with like the fans though is that to them like it like hate is like like aloha you know how like aloha means hello and goodbye i feel like Mm. hate can mean love and then hate can be actual hate and i really don't know everyone's like oh no it's actually this how can you tell with them you like they you know it's like a very 
like bipolarish, like uh, yeah, it's a fluid yeah. situation. Yeah. Fair enough. Is this because they miss like the former producer? Is that where some of the stem? Is there like any nostalgia? Or yeah, but they- the oh, same the same not- people that missed the, the the former producer were like wanting to get rid of him when he was actually working. So it's yeah, just- but the, the, the Mina fans are just always watching Brie. Like if they feel like someone is coasting, or you know, even if I take a week off this show, I'll get messages like you you know what are you fucking doing? Like people, they just always always there. You can never escape them. If you make one little slip up. They will catch you. It's so, a little culty. I, I, it is a little mm, culty. Yep. And- you, you can remove the word "little." Oh, it's culty. <laughs> it's very culty. One thousand percent. I mean, I'll give you some example. Today, well, last night, my time, because it's Sunday morning here, Saturday night where you are. So Saturday morning, your time, the Canadian Barstool Advisor started Oof. a Twitter space. Oof. And the, Mike, this was wild. So uh, he was hammered and it was about That's 4 a.m. And it ended up going for like three hours. Yeah. And about 15 different Mina fans were coming in and they were arguing about this bracket. You know, BA was talking all about stories of – um you know, how he, you know, he was with this girl, whatever. And then, so this is all going fine. Then you're like this, Mike. So Danny was in there, yeah, Danny from this. Bill Ricker. I heard this, yeah. And um, BA called him the R word. And then they just, Not him. Not he called him. someone else, Robbie. He called Robbie V. His, his best friend growing up. And he just, they just started fighting. Like sh- people were screaming at each other. And I was like, this is the Minifan world. Like, it's a space. It's <laughs> you know, 6 a.m. on Saturday yeah. morning. They've been arguing about some bracket. Now people are screaming at each other. It, it was it was, it was, was fantastic, yeah. actually. Yeah. It was- so, Brie, for a little context to put it, you know, for it to, for it to make sense to you, there's this guy, B.A., he's Canadian. He's, he's funny, but he has a habit of uh, potentially doing cocaine and doing long spaces uh, in the wee hours of the night. And they have this weird bracket where they they rank people against their will, right? Right, Menace? Uh, yep. In these different spaces, and they do a whole bracket to kind of mimic March Madness, ahead of March Madness. And he was doing this cocaine binge, and one of the people who are now in the final eight, no, the elite eight of the bracket, kind of came in, and it, it's a whole thing. But he ended up, yeah, calling somebody uh, the R word. And I think the kid actually might be autistic. And oh. then the guy who was in there is best friends as a little kid with the guy who's autistic. So next thing you know, it's 4.30 a.m., it's 5 a.m., and these guys are fucking fighting like hounds. It makes no – this this would happen and, nowhere else. And nowhere was, else. And that- and actually, this is a good time. I mean, you know, you really got to get in with the Minnow ladies now. And one of the Minnow ladies was in there, Lauren Lynn, one of the great Minnow ladies. And, you know, yes. she just got up like like she's got kids, like a normal, you know, normal day for her. She hasn't been up all night. And she's in there. She's trying to settle everyone down. <laughs> oh, my um, God. <laughs> but, but I think that is actually a good point, Brie. You know, ha- have you come across the Minnow ladies online? No, I, I, well, I don't know. Have I, Mike? I feel like there was one person so. who supported my, uh, maybe Lauren, someone who supported my opinion on who was it? Like Tom Hardy. Somebody had, oh, back- yeah, I got, I, I got, I got crushed for that a little bit. I think, um, no, that was, I want to say, uh, who, who was that, Matters? I think it's like, that might have been, uh, the, the girl who's, uh, upset, who's obsessed with Top Gun. Or oh, Melissa, Top Gun, Top Gun, or Melissa, or Melissa Gorman. It was, it was a, it was a fringe Minna lady, but yeah, someone. Anyway, you need to get back. in the Minna lady chat. That's you need to get I in. Mean, the- I feel like the ladies in general, te- they don't really warm up to me as quickly as the men do. It's like a little. It's like feels a little. 
I have to work. I have to work for their affection a little harder. So I feel like it's yeah. like, right. But I think I think the cultish nature of um, the Minna fans that the Minna ladies will embrace you. I mean, and if they don't, I will. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Oh. You'll carry it for them. I Gross. appreciate it. Uh, but no, I think we need um, to get you in the middle lady chat. Um, so yeah, um, he's such a any, pervert. Any, he's wait, he's I throwing himself off here. He's, you don't know where, you didn't know you're just at right there, Menace. I saw what <laughs> happened. You were three. You were three inches back, uh, Brie. I'll, I'll give transparency. Oh, oh, no, no, no. The, the cleavage was full. I was like, I was watching like I was like National Geographic. I saw Menace. Just lose a train of thought. You were innocent. You had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and then you tried to reel it back like everything was hunky-dory. Okay, I saw what fine. just happened. Okay. We're it's good a here. Shame. It's a shame that we're only audio recording this, too, because the, fa- the fans probably would have known. They would have been like, oh, they would have known. <laughs> Metters right was now. entrenched. There. <laughs> he was lost. He was gone. So I'm glad you're back stay with hunched them. over for the whole podcast. Good God. No, please no, let die, it happen, yeah, let it happen naturally. It's it better. Yeah, yeah don't worry. I'm, I'm really there. So let, let's give some more notes, Bray. What were you said you got to well, pay No, I was just going to say with Dave that I, you know, I feel compelled to defend him. Um, and yet he sort of, when Kirk said to him, would she be good on the show? He said no. And then Kirk kind of circled back in. And he was like, well, I don't know. She has a good sense of humor. And then Dave was really like, yeah, but not for the show. So I was like, oh, he really, he gave no, me like the. Uh, in a bizarre way, that's Dave looking out for you because Kirk would rather have, if there was a, I don't want to make a point to that Jay's mayhem here, but there was like a homeless person who listened to the show, you know, 24 hours a day. He'd rather have them in than like the, the person who's hosting SNL that week. He kind of really values the fact that people follow the show. But yeah, but I think coming on listen, here and showing you've done homework is a good chance because he had someone called Alice Shattuck on and she doesn't listen to all the shows. Uh, she sort of knew yeah, most of bad. the show. Uh, but you're right, Dave Cullinane will never be on your side. Like he will <laughs> always make you look as bad as possible to the public. So that's like, a specialty. Yeah. Oh, he's disloyal? Is he disloyal? Is that- he's, a, he's a rat. He's a, he's a, he's a snake. Mm. He's a snake. Sorry, he's a snake. But also, I just think most of the time, Bree, he's looking out for himself. Like, that's just his nature. And I actually don't have such a problem with that. Like, it's a dog-eat-dog world. Like You, you know, know what it is. Like, yeah, and he's a nice guy. Like, when I went mm-hmm. into studio there, he was super friendly, and I'm sure he's friendly to Mike when he goes in. He's not a yep. bad guy. Um, but he's, he's just his number one priority, even to the point when he talks about his kids. Like, he's, he he's doesn't children. know – he doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know his kids' birthdays, but he knows his own. And he He's said something once about how his birthday is all really special for the family. And then he said, like, oh, but. Dad's birthdays aren't usually special. Like he's just selfish. Like he just everything's about him. He's the youngest child in a big family, and um, he's used to just that that sort of attention. And um, it comes out in ugly ways. But it, yeah, at least you know what you're getting. Interesting. Interesting. I'm. Tr- I was trying to think of like who also. Feel free to silence me if I'm bringing up a controversial topic, mm. but isn't there like a bit Abortion? of a divorce going on oh. in the? Oh, are you talking? Are you hinting towards Shattuck? Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, okay. I did. No, no, you not, not, not did. You've done your research, okay? <laughs> I know. I've, I'm telling you, I really went in deep, and I saw that there was like a lot going on, and everyone was trying to figure out what was going on, and now I'm like invested. Like I want to know if anyone knows. So. They're back together at the moment, I understand. Oh. Yeah, so they do a show together called the Burn Barrel Podcast, which is a daily show 
and she's a lot younger than him. And I think they had a massive fight one night and talked about splitting up. And then, but they've got, I think, four kids. So there's no way. A lot of kids. I think, yeah, when it it comes down to it, uh, I think both of their uh, neutral parties told them, hey, it's in your best interest to stay together because Mm. without the other half, you guys will be living in poverty. So I, th- oh, I hope listen, my dad, I, I'm like one I like five, them both, but and I one five. Father, like, if you leave mom, like she'll take you to the cleaners. Like you can't, like there's yeah. no four kids. She's got him for life. I mean, he'll have to keep, have a better chance of killing her. Like in financially speaking, then I mean, he he's, 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 he's joked scared. about that. He joked her. about that. He joked about that on this podcast. <laughs> when he, he did last year. He joked I know. About he's not, I don't know if that's a joke. Yeah. Is he, wait, is he also Australian? No, no, <laughs> no. He's um. He I showed you in. him last. I showed you him on the dating game to, to, to yeah. not to go back to. We're that, not, we can't speak. We can't speak. I know. It. I know. I know. It's, it's too much crossover. But that was number three, right? That you was- were yeah. No, he was number two, and you switched to him to uh, you switched to Colonine late. Mm. Um, he hosts yeah, a no. radio show in Connecticut, the Tom Shattuck show. He's on the, the way radio. I pitched him is he was a big right wing uh, radio mogul uh, of the Northeast. Yeah, tomato. tomato. I will say. You were super sweet on Montante's episode. Sorry, David, just fast forward, like hit 30 seconds yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you were super sweet on that. And, you know, even in that, when you were, you know, Montante put you in that uncomfortable poor position with the game, you you just you held your nerve, said nice things. He couldn't walk you into trouble. Um, well, I know, but I mean, I feel like the one cell was like he works at Barcelona and he has asthma, and then that was it. That was like a full <laughs> bio of one condition. <laughs> there were just two Fair. bullet points, and that was it. And I was like, oh my God, this is. <laughs> so, is any why. sort of general. Well, I want to go into the actual shows from the week, and then we've got listener questions, then we've got uh, Minifan World content, and then we've got what have you been watching. So, a lot to get through. Any other sort of big points from your notes, Bree, you want to um, get in there before we continue? Oh, God, that's a good question. Um, let's see. Government watch list. We talked about that. Oh, the the Rico thing. Are we going to get into that or do you want to just address that right now? Uh, we can get into it. Let, let's get into it. Um, we'll get there. We'll go through okay. the shows chronologically and we'll get to tweet, delete, gate and the Rico controversy. <laughs> You already um, have a name for it. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you both for coming on because I don't know if you heard Kirk say that anyone that supports me is an enemy of the show now. Um, but because Kirk flip-flops so often now and the Rico thing is just another example, I think people take those sort of idle threats less seriously. Um, so I think it's all good. It's very like, what is it, that thing like Pavlov's dog type Thing where it's like yeah. the more he abuses his listeners, like the more that they love him. Mm. And even though he's mean to them, he demands loyalty. Like he mm. would have been, he's like a dictator. Yeah. Not, a, a not a bad way to put that at all. That's what is like okay. uh, a bunch of, he's, he's the dominatrix and the, the listeners are just fucking slaves. We're all slaves. He is very BDS. I, you know what? I didn't want to make it sexual, but it, <laughs> no, it no, I'll, 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 I'll take, I'll take it there for you. It is right. Like I feel like it is a little bit like a like a submissive. Yeah, it is. They should hand out ball gags at the fucking live show just so we're all comfortable. <laughs> no, you're I right. You're right. Energy. Yeah, I, I think more of Kirk is it like a, more a father figure, less than a sort of sexual BDS. Like an abusive, like an abusive yeah, father, yeah. an abusive bit. relationship. He smacks yeah. us. 
not like truly oh. abusive, but like no, he's he, like a hard ass. Like he's like a dad, I would imagine, from like the 1960s. It's like really hard in his kid. Like, um, what's that? Well, show? he had a he had, like, he's like that dad, you know? Like he had he, a hard ass dad. He yeah. had a hard ass dad, and I think that rubs off on him. And he grew up with oh. two brothers. Anyway, oh. I hate pulling his psychological state apart. I was going to get into something else, but I just realized we're going to get into the shows this week. I want to get into Megan no, no, making money. But I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you lead into that. Okay. Well, we'll start with the first show. I mean, that was the show on Sunday where Cull was completely checked out, and th- that was a- an all-time low for Dave Cullinane. No sounds, not listening, completely checked out, and you know, so, something certainly switched in Kirk Dan. He was kind of like, oh yeah, you know, Cull is really checked out. Yeah, for sure. I mean that that was that was startling to hear, and uh, you could hear it, and you kind of heard that awkward like pause of a second to where Cole was trying to gather his thoughts to try to play it off like he was fully there, and then when he started speaking, you could tell, oh no, 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 he he's not there. He's he's in a different uh, uh, mind frame, and yeah, Kirk. I don't, I'd be curious to know how he handles that on a Wednesday morning and a, and a Sunday night. I think there's something about that 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 time frame that makes everybody uncomfortable and it kind of escalates the emotion whether you realize it or not. But you know he deserved the tongue lashing. Um, I think it was a, a, a you know eye opener for for Dave, but it was entertaining to hear. Mm. What did you think? If, right? if nothing else. I was, I understood why he was mad, but I was a little, I was both traumatized and turned on by the yelling, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Well, it was a lot. And honestly, mm. Mike was like, it looked like he it was like, you know, like your two parents were like fighting at a restaurant. Like his eyes just kept darting like back well, and forth. Well, I, I wouldn't too, I wouldn't to, hold too to, much stock in this. Who, who was turning you on more, Kirk or, or Mike? Or were you imagining Kirk was shouting at you and you were the naughty producer in the booth? <laughs> I I feel like um, I do like a bit of yelling, but then like it's like it, t- it it got to like a point where like it turned where you're like oh this wasn't like a like there was no aftercare as they say in like the BDSM community like there was yeah. no like where he was like yelling. dry up like yeah like I know you're I knew you you're not paying attention to me like there it just was like he was pissed and then they just kept going like there was no like reconciliation I was like shit this is real like this is. They should definitely get you in studio. Definitely <laughs> get you in studio. Because um, uh, the, the thing about like, broken down on tears in the show, because uh, again, I haven't watched every oh, Kirk or the yeah. Kirk or the Kirk like five no, times. No, 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 no. Blind Mike's also cried. Yep. Scream. I think scream he could cried. like reduce me to tears pretty quickly. I think really because if, if he starts to and pry into your like you know your upbringing or your personal life because that's what Kirk does he sort of slowly gets in there and finds out everything about you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm ugh, I can be pretty tough. I'm tr- I will. I'll have to think on it. I'll let you know towards the end of the like towards the end of our discussion what I think he could do to make me cry. But I think he could okay. do it. Mm. Um. Like and you should just speaking of like revealing very personal things, you should be like the fact that Montante is subscribed to your OnlyFans is incredible because it's like his last few bucks are going to yeah. OnlyFans. So. I, I actually had to go to the uh, the what is it called? <laughs> so at Acme, they have a penny thing or a change thing where you put money in, you get a little voucher, and you get I had to do that to get to su- subscribe. 
I'll tell you what, oh, well no. worth it. Well I'll, worth I'll, it. Have, I'll send you some freebies at this point. I feel like it's, I mean, it's like a charitable mm. donation if that's really how bad it is. Please, I, even to my, even to my, yeah. just in our group chat, it'd be fine. Oh, the, the, three of, <laughs> the three of us, the three of us. Um, and back on Dave Cullinan, he, I, he was on Jerry Callahan's show and I thought he was checked out because of the content, the fact that it was right wing and, and he wasn't into it. But now I see on Kirk's show, that's actually just the way he works. Like he's, he's sort of, he's not often there when the show's on and people are speculating maybe he's looking for another job, trying to get back into radio. I don't think so. He'd be crazy to leave. Um, have you heard anything rumors, Montante? You're, you know, in the behind the scenes. I ha- I keep my ear pressed to the, uh, to the, to the asphalt. Um, no, but I'll be honest with you. I think me and Colin are a lot more similar than we are dissimilar. Um, I have ADHD out the wazoo. I found myself when I was last in the studio. Uh, it was either a caller or something happened, and they kind of turned to me. And I had to really take a great educated guess of what to say because I did not know what was happening. And I think I aced it because no one picked up on it. It's a say Dave's in there three days a week. I think he meant nothing wrong behind it. I don't think he was on Indeed. I just think he just had a little mental vacation and was out there. And I, I, I want to bury Dave. Trust me. I want to bury Dave. This would be a great spot to bury Dave. This is not that. Um, but that being said, if Kirk does end with Barcelona a year, which he won't, if he did end there with Barcelona a year, he won't. <laughs> Dave would have another. Dave would have a job within Barcelona. He's not going anywhere else. Mm. He's not going to have to worry about cutting hair. Yeah. Davey's going to stay right there. He'll work for some somebody. He could blog twice a week. He could be their gay, uh, you know, reality TV show guy. He's got a spot of Barcelona for life. But no, I want to bury Dave here, but I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, but does I mean it, you made it sound like. Um that maybe he wants to be in front of the camera instead of behind. Is that what you're saying? Like then that's- well, it's tough, it's tough to argue that when he's a producer, he doesn't shut the fuck up, you know? So that, that builds credence to that thought. Yeah, no, he definitely loves speaking. He loves himself some Dave. Yeah, like way too much, especially way when he's too much, man. When Kirk's got two people in there, I think that's when Carl should only come on. Uh, actually, here's a good question, um, Bree. So you know, you come in from the outside, unbiased. You have no preferences to old producers, or you know, you haven't been fucked over by Dave. Just if you give him a mark out of ten as a producer, just what is it? You know, from what you've heard. Oof. Um. I feel you're, uh, yeah, this is like, I'm in a, a tough spot here. Just be honest. It won't affect anything. If Kirk wants you on the show, whether <laughs> you give Carl a one or a nine, it won't make a difference. I would give him uh, like a seven. Okay. So that's really a five. Is it, because why? They, they, no, 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 well, no, no, no. I think I think, I think you've had like you've added a no. couple on because you're on. on that's air, a, but that's a new no, Jersey no, no, seven. no, no, no. If anything, I'm like I don't want to. I don't want to give. I'm afraid to give him like anything higher because I know I'm going to face the wrath. Yeah, okay. no, I think seven's a fair score. Okay. Um, I don't think he's a bad producer at all. He's definitely a little. I can. I see what you're saying. He's a bit distracted. Um, I don't think he's a bad producer all around though and so- after after listening to him for the, the shows they've listened to um would his on-air presence make you more attracted to him or less <laughs> yeah. um the answer is can you tell me can you answer that for me as well please i think yours grows menace but that's not my spot 
I feel like it. Um, I don't. I to, thank I'm, you, Mike. I swear to God, I'm not <laughs> trying to ride the fence. I feel like it's right down the middle. I don't know that his. To oh. me, his, his. No, but his on air. He's presence, a pussy. I know. Kirk did say that. He's like, you're not masculine. You're like a lesbian couple with your wife. And I was like, oh my god, Correct. is that the? Is he not masculine? No, he was not at all. TV and um, no, like, no. He said like he hasn't watched sports since he got married. Like he's he's one of those guys that just. Which you talk fine, about masculine. Right? Listen, Bree, I'm ready to go to January 6th. I'm, I'm ready to go. I know. Give me the horns. I'm Viking man. Let's yeah. go. That's no, masculine. I mean, that's, yeah, if it's not masculine, I'm not. I'm <laughs> yeah, not and really... Mike, Mike will tell you I'm very masculine. We actually met last summer, so he, he knows. Um, he does have nipple rings. <laughs> okay, so. I know. I mean, uh, can we talk about that later? Like, we don't have to talk about it right now. I'm glad you are infatuated with the nipple rings. Point, it's I really a big have deal. questions. So. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. So wait, how, wh- how did you, like, why did you get, were you living like an alternative lifestyle or is that just? Yeah, I was living in Amsterdam. It was my, twi- it was Christmas, my Christmas present uh, from my, um, pu- my wife now. And yeah, I mean, I always thought about piercings that you, with a tattoo, you can't take it off. So I'd rather have a piercing because then if you get sick of it, you've been it, but I've still got it. <laughs> Are you are you into pain like sexually? Is that the? Ooh, I like uh, I'm sort of a little bit, but but more like <laughs> more like a, a more just like emotional <laughs> and um, yeah, just a bit like what you're talking about with Kirk being abusive. I think I'm picturing Meadows getting whipped and just fucking getting harder and harder. But, but generally, <laughs> generally not. <laughs> and I've got I've got worse with needles since then but the yeah. piercing's different because they you know i went in and they they clamp your, your nipple and then they just put a oh. massive big needle through yeah um so yeah it, was, it oh. hurt a lot the first few weeks recovery but um it was well worth it <laughs> oh my God. now i don't i feel like nipple rings nowadays like nipple rings are like anal like it's like uh, it's just very like commonplace mm. like it might have been taboo at one point but now it's just very like it's like a cultural norm you know yeah Sometimes they just get really hard, like really, really hard, just for no reason. You are you talking about your nipples or the other? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, of okay. course, Both, but, but yeah, yeah. No, it's quite good. I'm a big fan. It's quite good. It's quite good. Yeah. And I, I like. <laughs> what a statement. I, I like, I like I women. With girl them. in college who she had her, um, like her. I guess it was either her clit pierced or her. Yeah, that's that, that's, the, that's the upfront way of saying it. I didn't. I don't even know what part of what, but I just was like, I remember I heard it and I was like, holy shit, that's yeah. got to be like, even in the piercing world, that has to be like your like upper echelon, like that's oh, that's yeah, tough. Well, that's tough. Well, well, that's the Prince Albert, the Prince Albert's even worse. I mean, straight the through the that? shaft of the penis. Oh, oh you have to be a special type of pervert. To get I've that. seen someone with that. It's you know they go in the the Why? front and then what? Why have you seen that? I was living in Amsterdam. He, he you know, uh, had a look. He had one. He was in, up in the mix. I can, I, I've garnered that from this conversation. Yeah. He's yeah. seen some shit, but that's, is that it? They, they pierce the, what is it? The, well, I didn't, the penis the, head. The, yeah. And they go through the shaft. Oh, God. It's sickening. Which, um, wow. Anyway. Oh. Uh, this, yeah. Can we end this here? Can we actually erase <laughs> this whole thing? <laughs> oh, I'm just getting warmed uh, up. You're upset. I'm like, I'm guys, like, I'm I'm got you got us. And I've, I'm warmed up too. Like, I'm really warm, really, really warm. I was 26 um, minutes ago. Now I'm ready to fucking kill myself. What happened? You know, um, Brie Montante said he he 
pleasures himself, you know, three or four times a day. So whenever I do a podcast with Mike, I know he's either, you know, he must have pleasured himself very recently going by those numbers. Because we do it at nighttime, yeah. Or is, oh. about, or is about to, right? Like you're yeah. sort of somewhere. I've been, in, at, I've, been at home for four, I've been at home for five hours by myself. Uh, I, I How many times? Uh, today as a whole? No, like, in this last five hours. Once. Okay. I lotioned oh, wow. up. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lotion guy, which is a new new development. I'm a lotion guy for uh, the last three months. But I'll tell you what, lotion lotion will, will hit you right. Well, I, you know, it's interesting. You should get I them feel... to sponsor Montante's World, like the lotion. Like, reach Jergens, out to the like Luberderm, like a Luberderm yeah, sponsorship. Reach out to them. Tell them you get a lot of use out of it. I will. <laughs> Sorry, Bray, you were going to say? No, I was just thinking, I feel like a lot of like right wing guys can be a little bit anti jerking off. Yeah. It's oh, like, no, oh, yeah. You know, it's oh, like it brings you closer oh, to it, happiness it just, and joy. It's just sin. No, blah, 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 no, no, no. I, I don't, I, 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 you know, I do my own thing. I don't, I don't try to, you know, curl up to anybody. I do my own thing. I'm a right wing guy. I jerk off a lot. That's life. A lot of the right wing guys are, yeah, jerking off is a sin. Okay, well, I'm going to hell. I got to issue. Hmm. I'm jerking off a lot. Okay, oh, leave me alone. Leave no, me alone. Obviously, Bree, uh, when I heard you on Montante's World, apologies, Dave, uh, I heard you say you'd been celibate for five years. I mean, I just about like fell off my <laughs> chair. You know, my, my, I think my. This was the highlight of Montante's World, by the way. The fact my that heart I just follow about up. Froze like you know, and so I listened to your podcast, um, Brie Hunter is Fuck. So I sort of got the reason that, um, you know, you're a real romantic, you know, you, you know, you need to be in love with the person, uh, before you let them enter your, um, space. And uh, <laughs> that's one way to put it, Jesus. All right, well, fair, fair. I mean, if you heard Brie Hunter's podcast, you know, it was, it was, it's x rated. So, um, so I got the answer. Um, but five years, you've not met anybody, no one that you've loved. Ugh, That's so sad. I know. It is really sad. I've made a lot of poor um, decisions, I feel like. And I just, yeah, like I invested too much time in the wrong people, probably mm. looking for said mental connection where there uh, was not any. And yeah, right. so I know. And I, but I'm trying to get back out there. You just there. need to find some good friends. That's just some good friends. That's that's the best advice because you know it. You know you and you. This is all on your podcast. You know you didn't lose your virginity. Like you sort of con- you contradictory. Like you you know you didn't lose your virginity till you were twenty three. Uh, you know you've been celibate for five years, but you've got this beautiful only pa- fans page. Like everyone probably thinks you're confident and happy to put yourself out there, but in you know you got this really romantic side, which is you know it's kind of sweet. Thank you. I appreciate it. I always used to call it my autistic side, but I like that you're calling it romantic because that's very nice. I used to be like, oh, yeah, I'm like just like an awkward person who stays inside and like watches like the X-Files in their spare time mm. and I don't socialize. But I appreciate that you're calling it um, romantic. But no, it is. It's it's weird. Um, I'm definitely like, to, yeah, contradictory. And that's in everything, like not even just with the sex stuff. It's like everything about my personality. It's sort of like it's such a weird mix of things that like I said before, I'm like a progressive and I, yet I surround myself with a lot of like right leaning people. Um, it's like the sex stuff. I, uh, I don't know. I like, I'm always on the fringe, like seldom am I, you know, like a well-balanced in the middle person. seems like you just kind of walk your own path. Like some people tend to sort of, you know, 
you know, going to groups and, um, you know, follow the leader and, um, but you sort of, you know, very much your own person. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I don't like, I mean, I think too, when people do try to box me in, like I like oppose it violently, you know, I don't Mm. ever want to be, I don't want to fit into somebody's idea of what I'm supposed to be. And I don't want to fit into one box. So even like doing the OnlyFans stuff, the, the thing that I don't like about it more than anything is that now it's sort of like, there's a label attached to me, right. Where it's like, they assume, Oh, she's just an OnlyFans chick. And I'm like, no, but I have all these other things. So that's my whole life. It's sort of like rebelling against whatever box someone's trying to put me in at that at any given time. Uh, why, why I like that and respect that. I, I want to give an insight into how fucked I also maybe playing into the autism. Um, so I grew up playing Madden. There's a football game growing up. Um, and my Jets, the Jets were always terrible. So I always did franchise mode where you had like three or four years where you could draft, trade, whatever. I am so fucked up, probably autistic. I'm, I'm so autistic to the point where when I would draft a player that wasn't real, it would always be computer, computer automated people. I would always have to make their, um, cause I would, if you play, you see the difference between the, 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 the padding, if it was, um, the generic version or Nike, right? So the real players had Nike on. So I would have to make all my players that I picked up that are, you know, computer generated. I would have to edit them to have Nike padding. And I swear to God, if someone slipped through the cracks, I would see it when I was playing like game 13, I would turn it off, break a disc and start again next year. Oh my God. Am I well? No, No, but, I don't think compared like your problems are different. Like, you know, when I was saying Brie walks her own path, like I think that's different to what you're describing. No, I think Brie respects what I just said. I think she no, I get it. Do I get the no I get the mental health stuff. I'm just saying I'm not trying to say Brie's like got serious issues like you do, clearly. No, no, no. I think she does. Brie no, I know I do, but although that was like a stream I, I like I respect you for See, you're um, so polite. You are so polite, yeah, no, I know no, what no. you're thinking. I heard this on Montante's but I know what's inside that brain of yours. We've gone full acid trip. Like we really and I love it. Like we're we're in the zone now. Like we're, we're forty five minutes in and we're in, we are in this we are in it. Like I right only like an hour and a half to go she, with the amount she's, of she's content the best. To Alex, go. Alex wants me last week she goes what are you doing? And I had to look at her with a straight face and go, I'm changing their pads. <laughs> and she was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that came across weird, but it's not weird. It's so weird. But you know what? You- Brie, this is why I love Brie. You are just as fucked up as I am, and that's why I love you. No, I am. No, I am. I mean, I've never – well, maybe I would do that. I mean, I can't believe you broke the whole di- – you just gave up on – we don't entertain him. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move. Um, all right. So next show, we had the Carl fiasco. Then um, Greg Pohl is in on Wednesday with uh, Johnson Arroyo, uh, noted personality. Oh, he's uh, a big time. Uh, I Wait, like I, Greg. Can I just ask? I'm, I'm yes. going to be honest right now. I'm not going to pretend to be like I know what's because I, and I mm-hmm. didn't Google who the fuck is that guy. Okay, so there's this thing where they sold some T-shirts and they said if you buy T-shirts and send us a um, receipt – you can come in on the show just, you know, we'll, and because basically Mike does two shows a week. So then there's a third show where it's kind of open. And so they will often bring in Montante or a Minifan. And now they just bring in 
random people. So Johnson Arroyo is just a Minifan who bought T-shirts. He's a fireman in Woodstock. And um, so he came in, you know, he sent his receipt in and said he wanted to come in and, um, you know, that's what they're doing. And I suggested that to Kirk. That's where he got the idea. Not exactly about the T-shirts, but I said they should just bring in Minifans rather than they were trying to bring in, you know, talentless people. Um, well, I mean, yeah. at this point, though, there, it's, there's, there seems to be some overlap, though, between talentless and then people who just don't, have. Yeah. yeah. But you know what the problem is? And I don't mean this in like a disrespectful way because there's a thousand things that I'm not good at, but podcasting much like comedy is something that people always think they're good at. They're like, Oh, I'm funny. Or oh, I could do a podcast. That's so easy. And it's, it's really not as easy as it seems like there's, you know, so I feel like there's absolutely go on. There'll be like a great guest and they might be wonderful out at a dinner or at the bar, but to be a guest, like you gotta, you know, so interesting. Mm, uh, so, so Greg Poehler comes in with Johnson Arroyo, and Greg Poehler, you know, you know, he's um, Amy Poehler's brother, right? Yep. Um, so he's riding that wave as far as he can, and. <laughs> Some people think he's really good on the show, but other people can't stand him because he's so quiet. He doesn't say anything. I guess what's your, what, what was your impressions, Bree? Um, he's definitely quiet. Um, I died when someone called in. They called in and they sounded like they were Buffalo Bill and they were like, you're being too rowdy, Greg. And I, I laughed out loud <laughs> because I was like, oh, they're, they're thinking, they're saying exactly what we're all thinking. I don't think he's a like a bad person i'm wondering if he's just timid because like we were talking about before he doesn't want to feel like he's overtaking the show in any way do you um, think if his name was like greg smith kirk would be asking him back all the time well i mean yeah based on some of the other fucking insane okay. like the people they've had in there for like absolutely no reason like i don't know that that's you any know, people you've thought really stunk um i i mean no, I feel like the 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 bringing in fans who buy a lot of merch. See, because the problem is that it's like the live calls that hinges on the fact that you get somebody in there who has a lot of personality and is going to be fun. There might be somebody who's a big fan of the show, buys a lot of merch, and but they have nothing, and so yeah. then it's just like you like know. Johnson Arroyo, for example. Well, you know, I don't want to be. I don't want to beat down the first responders, but that was like a tough. Like he just, he didn't say, I think somebody in the chat was like, I have a count going. He said 31 words, the whole podcast. <laughs> but I, I mean, the one thing I will say is at least he didn't say a lot of stupid shit. Like if, if you're nervous and you can't really know when to talk, at least just sit there and listen. Yeah. That's, you know? that's very true. He did at least know to take a back seat. He wasn't annoying. Um, it just seemed like he was too timid to come forward. And I get it. Like if you're not of this universe, it's, it seems easy on the outside. And when you get in there, it's very easy to like freeze up. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, I'm I know the other guy is like mutt. Is that what we call him? Yes. Like, yep. Yep. He was on sports radio for many, many years in, um, Boston. What about him saying he gave up jerking off for Lent? I was like, yeah. what? No, that is Jesus didn't ask for that. So that's and not. I think that's I think that's bullshit as well. Like, I think he's just trying to come up with a bit for the show because as like how are you, what are you going to say? You're going to say like to your kids, oh, what did you give up? Yeah, I, you know, gave up jerking. Exactly. Off. Like, yeah, I know. Daddy can't tell you. It's very personal to Daddy. Yeah, no, no way. 
I could never, I had to, I mean, I, cause I had surgery and I couldn't like for a while I couldn't. And by day mm. four, I was like legitimately miserable. Like I'm not being like, I'm not exaggerating for the show. Like I was legitimately not, I was like, it changed my yeah. personality a little bit. So I feel like to do that's that. Mike after, that's Mike after three hours. <laughs> Matters if you were wrong, I would correct you, but go on. Is, <laughs> is that, has that when you feel like you, because that when you make your Newsmax appearance, like, right. It's like you kind of starve yourself for a little bit and then you go on there. So you're extra rageful or is no, that- I see my, my whole thing is I don't want to do what I do, but I have, yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, Nothing wrong with it. You should go with it, man. Don't be ashamed. I'm not, no, I don't because I, 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 I ironically want to not do it, but I have too much free time like in the morning, like when Alex mm. leaves at like 5 45, I'll wake up like half sleepy and I'm already halfway through the process. Yeah. No. Only fans is open and you just um come on, admit it. Um yeah, uh, no. Yeah, right. So you were saying by day four it was a real struggle, Bray? Day four, yeah. I was like after that, I was like, This is this is stupid. I became more aggressive. Like now mm. I know what it feels like to be like, I feel like an incels. That's kind of how they probably feel a little bit is like, it, it does. It makes you angry. Like I was just yeah. not in a good mood and um, I don't how recommend close, it. How close have you come to breaking the celibacy? Obviously, you know, being meeting Mike's obviously probably been That's a temptation challenging, but then, you know, yep. how, how, how close, <laughs> how close have I, like, um, do, you, do you ever like? Oh, I need to go on five dates, or you know, what you know, what, what's what's the, what, what's yeah, what are the rules? We, we, yeah, no, no, but where we, you know, walk us through the rules. it. There really aren't any rules. I mean, I've taught, I've just had like straight up texting relationships with people, and been like, all right, this is the one, and then they just well, that could work. Up. I'm in Australia, so. <laughs> you're volunteering as tribute. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's even safer for you. I. I was going to say, I feel like, well, what happens is they always manage to screw it up, like at the last mm. minute, you know? And I feel like, and I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but it's like guys come in and it's like they see my online presence and they're very like hyped up when they first start talking to me. And yet it's like after a couple of weeks, then the cracks in the facade start to show. And it's like, I don't really like a girl who's like putting herself out there like that, or they just, the insecurities come out. And so it never really goes the distance to even get to the, the consummating aspect. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Sad state of affairs, really sad state of affairs. Um, Anyway. So Wednesday show is when the whole Rico, Big Ev, the whole, um, the dozen controversy started. Now I heard the audio. I do not think Big Ev did anything wrong. He, What he said was fine. I think Kirk was looking for an excuse to bring Rico back. That's what it seems like to me because, I know, I mean, you both heard the audio. Big Ev did not say anything against Kirk. I mean, he's a big dumb idiot, but that's that's about it. Mike, do you want to go first? I do have thoughts on this, surprisingly, but I... Mine are, mine are pretty quick. I think Kirk realises... That it is a entertainment show, so he really WWE's it up. Um, that being said, I think he likes a challenge. I think Big E is way better uh, than Rico was. So a part of a part of Kirk wants to, if he wins a title, wants to win it by himself and nobody else getting questions right. So uh, between you know the drama and him being able to carry a team to a championship by himself, he just wants to be 
just be by himself. So this, this is all this is. I would not think too deep into it. It broke your brain. It broke I me. Mean, let's be honest here. Manners, this, this, this put your brain in a fucking whirlwind and you came out fucking cockeyed from it. But it is oh, absolutely. But Bray, what did you think? <laughs> absolutely. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> I, well, first, I mean, I think that he wants to kind of like Mr. Miyagi Rico because it's sort of like Rico's like a young, um, rage adult human who definitely needs a little bit of coaching. And I feel like Kirk could be a mentor to him. Um, in addition to what you said, Mike, though, where there's sort of like an in, like an inherent entertainment value bringing Rico into any situation. Like if you had like Rico, Kirk, Alex Jones, and maybe like Skip Bayless, like in a room together, it's like enough to split the atom. Like the energy itself could, you know, you'd have to do it in like the desert. Yeah. It was like away from the masses <laughs> to keep everybody safe. Like, so I do think there's something to be said about that. But from like a strategy standpoint, because he gave up Quigs too, right? Wasn't that the yeah. whole? And he's a G, like he's super smart. He's a genuinely good um, player when it comes to uh, that that Trivia. game. He's actually pretty no. I think he's good. a literal. They but, talk but, about him, yeah. He's like a literal genius. Like, but do you think there was anything to it, Bray? Like Big Ev didn't say anything bad. He just stumbled, you know, stumbled over his words a bit because he's, you know, not very smart. And all of a sudden, he's thrown out of the team. I don't know. I mean, maybe Kirk's being, a, he's taking like a page from Dave's book and just being a little sort of like a, like a strategic, you know, putting himself above others and was like the Rico Kirk team up is very controversial mm. giving up Evan. But, um, cause I feel like Evan just seems so benign. I can't see him. Like if he values loyalty, I would have stuck with Evan. Yeah. Evan seems like, does he yeah. seem like the kind of guy that would screw you over? I don't think no, so. He's no, he's not going to start a burner and go after someone's wife. That's no. what Rico did. No. I mean, do you, did you hear that backstory that, you know, Rico, you know, started a burner and went after someone's wife and that's caused a lot of his problems oh. with Pastel. That's why he's been on the outer. Of um, course. Well, he's so. had a couple, he's had a couple different, um, he tried to kill someone with a can. He just had a couple different incidents, yeah. But I think that the the starting the burner seemed to be a like a like a next level thing for him. That's but again, maybe that's why Kirk likes him because he feels like he's come from like a background where he's you know had some stuff going on and he's kind of reformed himself a little bit. So maybe he he sees Rico as like his uh like the gra- the young grasshopper that needs a uh, some tutelage. I don't know. Yeah, it may be. But, I mean, it's just Rico's like a real hypocrite because he would just get so angry if anyone even said his real name on any show. He would, like, lose his shit and then he will start a burner and go after someone's wife, which that's, like, the lowest of the low. But I understand Kirk maybe wants to give him a second chance, you know, and everyone deserves a second chance. You know, apparently he's seeing Rico's going to therapy, he's, you know, found God. So... Yeah, people can um, change. But, I mean, the thing is, yeah, I don't even watch the dozen, so I don't care about, you know, the team. But I just got really – when I saw that Rico was coming – like, I thought they were joking. When I saw that they traded for Rico, I just, you know, like saw red. Like, you know, when you you play sport and you just – you're just in the moment. Like I was, I, I, you know, I was so angry that Kirk would bring, you know, bring this guy back in so after being so. Meadows, I, I see, I see what you're saying, but would you say though, have a, a self moment to reflect here? 
do you think that your whole uh kind of like i said earlier algorithm has been kind of knocked off base when um ever since you've called yeah. in because you've been because no, your twitter interactions have been a little bit different you've been a little harsher here a little more lenient there you've been you've been off recently matters and you you i know you know that i know you know that i haven't i mean i, I, I know maybe, you know that i was maybe off on when i sent that tweet you know with not really show stuff, even like just busy. But better, just, who gives a who gives a fuck if it, it's a stupid game show? No one gives a fuck. No, but I care because you know I care about Kirk. Yeah, you know, the, the the history is basically the same thing happened to Kirk with his missus when he was at EEI, and he lost his shit, and so that's why Kirk was so out for when Rico did it to someone else, and you know because you know when you look up to someone and they change their mind all the time like Kirk, you know flip-flop minahan you know it, it made it made me angry and i was you actually know, I, thought- I, t- I have to be honest with you and again like newcomer but i that was one of the things that crossed my mind was that because i had listened to the whole debacle with i don't even want to say the name it's like lord voldemort like you know he whose mm. name was on, you know who i'm talking about though the person who was trying to like ruin kirk yeah. he was so genuinely devastated and upset and angry about that and then yeah rico kind of goes and does something somewhat similar in terms of like he crossed a line and kirk thank you because that's what because i you know i listened to kirk when he went through all that and you know he had his mental issues and look still was a bad tweet of mine it was a bad tweet it was humorless it was you know ill-conceived it was poorly expressed um i shouldn't have you know put some of those words in there that I did. Um, but, you know, it came from a, pl- a good place. Um, and, look, that's, that's I care about the show. That That's it. And, you know, it, you know, two mistakes. Uh, you know, I made a mistake. I think Kirk's made a mistake bringing Rico back, but time will, you know, be the judge. Um, but, it, I, I mean, I knew when I deleted the tweet that it was going to get, you know, someone would have the screenshot and it would get out. But my of thing course, is of course. with tweets – you still don't have to leave it there forever. Like, you know, you can change you can, your mind. Yeah, but you, you do, but you just if you leave it there forever, it's always there. Like, you, I knew knew it was going to get screenshotted, and that's fine. But I just didn't want it there forever. Wait, I yeah. am a little bit because my mentions were blowing up because just because you had mentioned me in something, and then I could not discern what was about me versus like what people were just tweeting at you because I feel like people are just what it, did you. Tweet a criticism? Is that what we're talking about right now? Yes, I tweeted out um, something uh, about Kirk bringing Rico back. I can't even remember. I mean, it's, it's, it was something like, you know, I hope he doesn't have to go after your missus. I hope he doesn't go after your wife now or something. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, you really – you yeah. addressed it he- yeah. right on. Yeah. And, look, that's – you know, Mike says I'm all over the place. I, I, I just tend to call it, like I said, like – I, I don't let Kirk think for me like some other Minna fans. I'll have my own opinions. So sometimes I'm on Kirk's side. Sometimes I'm on people's side that Kirk hates. And that's just the way it is, you know. Well, Metis, where I give you credit, not the, the, the fir- first and foremost, the fact that you went on there, you, you, you defended your point like pretty over the top, mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic, which is the way to do it. I, so I commend you for that. But um, I don't get why – Unless you were like gave a direct order, I don't get why you deleted it because it was out there. Already got enough feedback. Already had enough eyeballs on it. Kind of, you know, d- does a part of you regret deleting that tweet? No, I mean, 
the damage was done, um, absolutely, but I'm happy to delete it because I think it's a retraction. It's like you're officially retracting a statement, you know, and if, if other people want to quote tweet it and, you know, tag Kirk and say that's you know, can, cancel manners, that's fine. Um, you know, people can no, make mistakes. I don't mistakes. think what you said was even that. Like I understood the point that you were making. Like I feel like you should have you should stand on it because it's like even if maybe Kirk has a really good rebuttal, I feel like you're bringing up an, appoint, an important point where it's like mm. if, if somebody did the same thing to him, how would he react? And I have a hard time believing that he would just let that shit go. So, I mean, no, if somebody came well, after his wife and kids, it happened to him. So, um, and I think that I yeah I see yeah I do see, but I think as well. I could have approached it with a from from a different angle, and you know, not brought Kirk's wife into the tweet, for example. Yeah, no, um, fair, so. ab- ab- absolutely fair, absolutely. I just thought of, I just thought that uh, I thought you've been a little bit on the ropes, a little bit rattled ever since you kind of called in. Did a great job, by the way, um, but I thought you kind of been maybe a little bit nervous. But no, I, the, now that you explain it, it makes sense. You know, um, so so that was tweet delete gate. Um, <laughs> Carl also deleted a tweet from KMS. Did you hear that? There was some no. reference to a gambling tweet that he put out that had to be deleted. And then Kirk was like, I don't want to talk about this more because it'll make a big deal of it. So, you know, I'm not the only one. By the way, to like bring the heat off of you and just we should immediately go back to just pointing out all of Dave's <laughs> oh, pause. That was an excellent transition. I like that. Thank you, Bree. Um, I'm just trying to think what else from the show this week. I mean, Kirk launched his golf gambling show. I mean, Montante, as a noted pundit, did you watch this? No, I didn't, but I'm glad that he's finally doing it. Um, and it's funny because a lot of people are trying to play big-time devil's advocate. Like, hey, he said he would never do this. Okay. Well, he said he would never be part of the gambling couch, you know, betting football. He kind of – he has his own niche, uh, and Kirk is obviously not a real gambler, but he's – putting genuine thought into this and the reason i know he's putting genuine thought into this is he's coming out with genuine thought picks like he's he's not going to give you some fucking scrub pick to finish top 10 he's going to give you a name that you never heard of that he fucking feels stressful even saying the name because that means he's thought about it you know six times over so i I like the fact that kirk's uh semi-embracing the gambling side here um so and i think from what i saw today he may have been the only person there even within a fucking arm length of winning a bet. I think everyone there got crushed today and people were surviving by his live golf picks. So no, I want to start I, I want to start an account. I want to start an account with you, Montante, where we just put a little bit of money on all of Kirk's bets and track the result. Would you be interested? I mean, I know times are tight for you at the moment. I'm not talking about uh, a lot I mean, of money. I couldn't, I couldn't be more broke right now. I, I got killed this morning. Manners, when you're sleeping, I'm, I'm losing money on, on gamble. I can't be doing that. <laughs> I can't. I, I like the idea of it, but I can't be. I, to be realistic, I can't do it. Okay, fair enough. Do you gamble, Bray? Uh, like I'm not really. No. I pay attention to like I pay attention to gambling, especially because of UFC. There's constant like picks coming out, and, but I don't. Me myself, I have like a because it's just like the like one of the few vices I don't have, so I'm like I don't want to get in like you know I don't want to add to the list right now. Yeah, you like there's people like I know a girl called Lucy Burge on Twitter who pretends to gamble. I mean, you could if needed for Barstool, surely just yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just I, know, I feel like I would have a like I'm so overly empathetic that like God forbid somebody lost money on my picks, like I would lose sleep. Mm. I would literally lose sleep. Oh. 
such from a what little heart. I know about you, it would be the end of you. You'd be, you'd be <laughs> toast. You are such a sweet. Um, <laughs> She's such a head case. Yes. Kirk was against gambling, you know, he, when he – when it sort of he sort of said, you know, he wasn't too into it, but I think he's kind of he's cooled his thoughts around it. I mean, gambling's massive in Australia. I don't know if you know, but we are a gambling nation. I mean, but when I was growing up, there was there was a a place to bet on the horses on every street corner called the TAB. You could bet on the horses and the dogs. Every pub has that as well, as well as slot machines in every bar, like just on the main street, like. Um, your sports gambling's been legal since the nineties. So, you know, I've seen gambling destroy family. There's no doubt, especially the slot machines where you can just put cash in. You'd um, be a pervert to have your family ruined over a slot machine. Like, come on. But it's easy because you yeah, put in fifty bucks now, hundred bucks. I mean, it's a real addiction. Really powerful addiction. Yeah. Yeah. You think Mike not? doesn't want to hear that. Mike doesn't want to hear that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know gambling's about- a real addiction, but like, dude, put a put on a real sport, not fucking now. No sympathy here. If you lose your family over a fucking slot machine, you should never have had a family. I hate you. But have you ever played it where they, you know, it comes up? No. And you, it's so good. Like when you get the when you hit the buttons and all the lights go off and you get a big win. I mean, it's exhilarating. I, I don't mean to be a, a sexist here, but um, in like fifty years, if you're not fully ready for you know, retirement, you could clean up an AC because all the people that work in AC are like 70 year old women that at w- one point had cannons on them. And now they just walk <sighs> around, they limp around for uh, little tips. You know, they'll bring you. It's so weird that you say that because when I was in Vegas, I noticed that and I always tip them so much because I just, I'm like, I used to be a bottle waitress. And then I see these yeah. women who are literally respect like the game. 60 years old walking around. And I'm like, it. it's like a, like what are like tiny, t- or like the, what's that? Uh, a Christmas Carol where it's like the ghost yeah. of like of Christmas future. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, like I, it freaks me out. And so I just That's give mean them 50 years. Money. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. It- it- it's not going to be Bree's going to be married. I've, she's already. Said I know. She's, I, I, she's I looking, agree. I she's just... going to be someone's second wife. That's what she said. <laughs> Find someone in their mid forties. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit tired. Really, yeah, but I. It's I, well, I listen to your podcast. You know, I, I was going to say that was like a very specific call out, and I'm very impressed because I do remember when I said that, and it's true. Yeah, and I'm in mid forties, and you know. Anyway, look. Uh, <laughs> aside from that, <laughs> <laughs> are you married? Yes. Yeah. Optional, like you're like, yeah, but it could be taken care of. Is that how is that? <laughs> She's not, is she a nice lady? Like, is yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just fucking around, you know. Okay, it's, good. We've been married over 20 years, so it's it's hell. It's not a Tom um, Alice It's absolute hell. No, it's absolutely hell. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> Kirk, Kirk did say, um, moving on very quickly, Kirk did say he, he he's not going to retire. But then there was some speculation. I think Paula was saying that if he did, would he name a successor? And I was thinking, you know, apart from myself, that um, I actually thought uh, Tim Ridgels, if he went to rehab, and you won't know this guy, Bree, if he went to rehab and cleaned himself up, would be a great kind of Letterman-style stand-in for Kirk. Are you out of your fucking mind, Venice? I, I like Richards. I like Richards. I do too, but what are you saying? You have to go to rehab first because, you know, but I, I think he's someone that's into the world. He's, you know, he, he, he can add a different vibe to This it. is the craziest thing that's ever been said on this show. I'm really? not joking. This is, 
What do you? I like wrinkles, but like what? I just think he's got something. I just think he's got some schwa. Yes, it's called it's called drug abuse. He's 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 got a couple (laughs) of vices. What do you mean he has something? I like wrinkles, but this is this is the craziest thing ever said on this. What do you mean? Okay, he's one of my ideas. Who else? Who who would you think? This is a horrible idea. No, you the idea is there's the the, the the show ends when Kirk leaves. What? No, no, no. Wait, you think, what about you think I mean, Wrinkles? What about what? Rico? Like, is that? Too, I on. feel like I'm telling you, I feel Rico. Like, well, yeah, I mean, they have. A I was fucking dead by then, like piece of shit. No, but he. I feel like in under like you know Kirk's. I'm not even kidding. Like I feel like under his mentorship, they have a lot of similarities. Okay. Well, Kirk. When the Kirk show ends, the show ends. Um, there's a lot of mentally ill people out there that uh, <laughs> could probably, you know, test the same as Kirk. But have you heard Montante show, on the show, Bree? One of one. Have you oh, heard the? Yeah. What do you think when he goes in there? I think you're good. I do. I really do. I think you're good. I don't. Um, I feel like you're. I mean, you're better than a num- And I'm not going to name names, but you're better than a number of other side characters that Mark, I've seen on there. Paula, yeah. Well, no, but I, <laughs> there have just been some questionable people, but you're entertaining and you like, it's a, you, there's like a good chemistry there. Yeah. I, I, when, when Montante came onto the scene, Brie, he was a real rough diamond. Uh, the early Montante's <laughs> world episodes were all over the place. And, uh, you know, Mike had to sort of find his, himself on air, but you know, he's, he's, he's always just been able to hang, which is really good. Then, you know, Tom Shattuck, that moron, called him Bo Jackson because he can do Jerry Callahan show, Kirk show. But in the end, you know, Mike can just hang, which, you know, say Johnson Aroy couldn't do it. Like he seized up and it was like, um, you know, I hope he's not like that when there's someone like the house is burning down. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Wait. And the, okay, so. Go on. No, go. I can't. I feel like we're about to get someone fired. Continue. I don't want to be the person. I'll let you be the person. You live in Australia. Nobody's going to come and set your house on fire if you if someone loses their firefighter job. So honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if someone turned up at my house. (laughs) uh, (laughs) There are some other Aussie Minna fans. Definitely, there's one in Melbourne. Jackson, Jackson, Jamie, who's um, I've met a few times. He's a great guy. So there's, you know, there's a few. It's growing. There's a couple of others. I will say that, like, because I've had, I've had some, some uh, stuff like leveled at me in terms of like the barstool fans. Like there have been some people who have been very like unforgiving in terms of their uh, criticisms of me. But for the most part, everybody in like the Minifan universe, it's been either like even if they insult me, it's like it's with. Um, it's yeah, it's either with love or with wit. Like it's not just mm. like they're just trying to bury you. Like it's I don't know, it's different. It's like they're not trying to make you feel like shit. They're just kind of trying to make you one of them, like self loathing. It's, kind it's of probably thing. because ninety percent of Minifans fans are like fat old men who just see you and just um are just ref- so happy it's not another fat old man that they're looking at <laughs> on at Streamyard. <laughs> <sighs> There was a there was one guy that came after me hard though. He called me an internet skank. Who who was this? I don't know. He was like a definitely like a, a more conservative guy. Uh oh. He was very happy that his yeah. woman was not on the interwebs. Uh, you know, didn't have you know modern technology. He was very happy about that and I don't like did that. not take a liking to me. Very That's upset. Not good. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's not great at all. I know. 
I'll oust him somewhere. I don't. I forgot to go yeah, find if you, him. If you find it, let me know. I'd be curious to know who this pervert is. Who this man is. But other than that. Have you heard about, like, the, the you know, the sort of thing around, like, some people see the Kirk Minahan show as, like, a, a side door into Barstool uh, because it's the one show where fans are really part of the show. And then and then what happened was, I mean, the, just the most ridiculous set of circumstances happened and somehow Chris Clemmer got a job at Barstool, which no one saw coming, not even he saw it coming. If you'd have asked him, he would have said, no way is this going to happen. I mean, there's tape of him saying, you know, a year and a half ago he hated Barstool and now, you know, he's working for them. It just So I think there's been other people that have tried to sort of try to use the show to get in through the side door. Uh, and Minifans fans really sniff that out, like they, and they're really against that. Like some people think Dave Cullinane's trying to get a job for Ryan Whitney, and um, so there is that kind of thing that floats around. Is that I was going to say? Is that necessarily a bad thing? Because with Kirk, it seems like as much as he criticizes Barstool, he's also like a company man in the sense that he does sort of lift them up at the same time. Like he's. He doesn't mm. hold back. He calls them out on their shit, but it's not like he wants to see Barstool tank. Like he's- no, but but I, I just don't think it is a, a, a side door in. I think Clemmer just was lucky at Dayport. No one, not many people from who make decisions actually really. I think pay much attention to who Kirk brings in. Like no, like Big Cat's not going to hear Montante and go, "Oh fuck, I got to bring Montante to Chicago with me." Uh, it's just, it's not really the way it works. So I just. I think, the, but the, that's the danger, though, because Kirk opens the door to people. They think it's kind of trying. They try and use him as a stepping stone. I don't know, Montante. I feel like you're like you're already up in there. Like you're a guest. So, how, what do you think? No, I agree. No, no, I go in there. Um, it's it's a surreal experience. But no, there's no the the ceiling of me is very, very, very small. I'm like no one from Barstool's ever sent you a message, have they? And said, "Oh man, no, uh, no from someone from apart Fanduel from the do, apart from the do." No, no, someone from Fan, someone from Fanduel has. Okay, or DraftKings, okay. DraftKings has. Okay. The first time I went Draft in there, uh, Karabas sent me a DM. But no, I don't go in there for the uh, the purpose of maybe going somewhere else. I just go in there because I love the show and I like speaking with those boys. Um, but no, it's it's a totally different thing. Um, all right. So, I mean, last thing was Steve, Steve Robinson, the old producer, came in on Friday's show. It was, uh, there was just nothing in that show. It was very, very vanilla. But, Mike, you said you wanted to talk about Megan making money, who I'd never heard of before. Yeah. Um, listened to her. Then I Googled her. And then I listened again. She was fine. She was good. She, I think she handled it very well. No, but even before that, I wanted to talk because I called you last week, and uh, I'll be very upfront, uh, even before you asked me to come on here. Um, so I, I follow the Kirk show very closely, and the sentiment around Greg Poehler was breaking my brain because people love him, <laughs> and he was on there both. This time he was on multiple times a week, so I was like, "Listen, like matters." I'm not trying to come across the hater, but like, is there something with Poehler? That I'm missing because right now the sentiment is he's the best thing to ever walk through those doors. He's fantastic. Oh, he's so funny. He's so interesting. And uh, and you're like, hey, like, uh, no, you're just as good as him. And I was like, no, I was like, that's not what I'm asking for. What I'm asking you is, <laughs> is there something that I am missing because I don't 
think he's good. And that being said, I think he had his best ever appearance because before this current week, every time you go in there, right, they'd be like, you know, they'd be call call, hey Kirk, do you like uh, do you like uh, you know sausage patties? And Paul be like, yeah, you know, so and so's brother was a screenwriter. He likes sausage patties, and it was like, all right, man, like that's a weird thing that has nothing to do with anything. He was terrible. But for whatever reason, the past, the last show he was on, he kind of opened himself up. He was he's the most natural he's ever been. So I kind of take back what I said about Polar. Interesting. Right? He kind he kind of opened up the. He still wasn't interesting. Don't don't t- no, don't get no. This, it's interesting that you're saying. Don't that. get no, this. No, yeah, no, don't get this misconstrued. No, it's interesting that you were but, saying that. Yeah, I agreed. So that being said, he kind of. He kind of let you in a little bit to the Greg Polar life, which is not that interesting, but he let you in, which is interesting. Yeah, well, Bree said she wasn't she wasn't nervous about coming on Minifandom Fandom after she heard Polar on KMS. So Oh no, wait. <laughs> that what? The- That's what you said. Yeah, it is. No, I mean you've got said. you've got to learn that like the the Minifan world, some stuff is not off the record. Uh, clearly. Um no, I would say that I Yes. Well, no, because he was just him and the other guy, Johnson, it's just that they were so quiet. I know. And it's not like I wouldn't say, oh, they were bad because it's not like they did anything wrong or it's not like when they spoke, they were shitty. It's just that they didn't really speak at all. And so how can you like I was like, at least if somebody puts themselves out there, then you is a raging alcoholic. Like if you were at the Wilbur show, he wants he, he needs a few pops to get going and then he's a wild man. So I think if he could just maybe have stop at the pub on the way or the bar and a couple of shots, it'd be wow. okay. A lot of comedians are like like uh Jim Jeffries, mm. who hails from your country. Yes. Um yep. he's he's great. Kind of, yeah, he is wonderful. I knew I know his producer, um, but he's another one who has to kind of I'm sick of also Polar doing that. Oh, who he knows, and you know, that's he, what, that's I'm going to LA, and like I'm going to go and see my sister now. Like whatever, buddy. If like, you whatever. take away Polar's famous family, there is absolutely nothing to him. He's fucking boring. But that being said, his last show, he kind of strays away from that, and he gives you a, a, a very quick glimpse at behind the scenes of a real person. So that's why the timing was bad for a boring polar take. But although up until this past week, what you just said, I agree with wholeheartedly. It was like, oh, yeah, well, my my sister did X, Y, and Z. It's like, shut up, dude. No one cares. You're boring. But this past week, something to it. Well, he also caught, and I, to me, like this is like the mind of like a comedian. He also caught when when like Mutt was saying, like, oh, I gave up jerking off for Lent. He was He said... Is that what you said to your family? And I was like, mm, oh, at least he true. was like with it enough to kind of bring up that point, which sort of like then opens up like a whole other funny discussion of like, yeah, what the fuck do you tell like your family, your priest? So I think there's something there. Just it seems oh, yeah. like he's yeah. having a hard time opening up. I think he's nervous. Um, all right. Did you want to talk about Megan making money, Montante? What was it? Is it no, I didn't did want to say, say that. she was good. Okay. Well, I, she was I, good. No, I just thought I just thought that she not only was not only good. But she kind of you know, opened up to the the Minahan world and did a very quick two second research on what they were. They're fucking psychopaths. But she was very open to it. She was very. She had a great sense of humor the whole segment. She came off slapping the, the head thing was stupid though. I mean, oh yeah, but that's it, a it was stupid. Bit. It was so over the top. Bree, Bree is ten times better than Megan making money. Oh, ten Lord. times better. 
Starting a war. I don't hate that. That's true. That's true. I mean, well, she's like a gambling, like a gambling personality. She's not like a comedian. She's no comedy background, right? No, no, she's not really. No, she's not funny like you are. Um, Where did the comedy background come from? Tell me where. where, When did you get into that? Well, when I was elementary school, entering into middle school, I feel like I had no discernible skills. I wasn't athletic. I wasn't pretty. I was kind of smart, but not like smart enough to really be like, you know, valedictorian. So I was like, what's my thing going to be to survive? And it was that I could, I was funny. I could entertain people. Yeah. I was like always naturally just like the class clown. And then I... When I was working in the city um, at SNY, uh, the sports network, I somebody's a, a few people said to me, "You should really try out, you know, comedy." So I got into improv, and then from there, my teacher, my improv teacher, said, "You know, you're really good at giving monologues. You should try stand up." And then it just kind wow. of went from there. Was that in LA? You did improv? No, I did improv in New York at UCB. Speaking of Amy Poehler, because she's yep. still very involved with them, I did improv at uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade UCB in New yep. York, which is kind of like the improv place, so to speak. Um, and then yeah. I worked at I worked at an improv club in Amsterdam called Boom Chicago, and a lot of people have come from UCB and. Um, in Chicago as well. It Have circulated sec- in there. Second city, yeah. So that's what, so you did improv, nice. I did improv, yeah, very uh, briefly. And then it kind of went to stand up. And then even that is like doing open mics is like a very depressing world to be in. Mm. It's not, when you're like at the beginning stages, it's very tough. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, fuck it, let's start a Fucking podcast. Words. Yeah, whatever. And then from there, kind of morphed into like the Brie Hunter. Uh, I don't know what we would call her, like the sexual internet phenom type, like is OnlyFans, but not really OnlyFans type girl. So it's been like a journey. Yeah, I like all of it. <laughs> Thank you. I Even like, I mean, well, Mike, you're the only one who's on there. I was going to say, even on OnlyFans, like a lot of my captions are like so self-deprecating. Like, no, it's no yeah, wonder that I'm not. I can tell this is, me, this is me diving pretty deep in there. Uh, you seem like you're, and this is how perverted guys are. You seem like you don't want to be on OnlyFans, but you have to, which makes a guy's cock harder, which is not great. I'll be honest about this. This is a very honest moment. That's not, I don't feel happy admitting that, but I get that vibe off you. And guys are sick, okay? Well, so I, I get that you, you, you do not. You do not. If if life was firing all cylinders, you're not, you're not on OnlyFans right now. Probably not. <laughs> That's all. Well, I, I can't help but be self-deprecating. Like to me, I will always choose like funny. Or, um, I don't know what happened. We all just like. I'm here. I'm black. here. Um, you just froze for six. Oh, I was going to say that there, it always like I would always choose funny, self-deprecating, like, you know, whatever over being sexy. Like that's always going to be my go to. So even if but, but you've got that, you've got that anyway. You get both. Like it's just that's that's the background I come from. Um, and I just feel like that's more genuine. And yeah, I just uh, I'm never going to be like a full blown porn star. So I'm kind of in this very weird, like middle ground where it's like I'm not. Yeah, you, you shouldn't even be in the same categories of like that. You're not. You're just. No, you're just an entertainer. Right now. An entertainer. Yeah, that's all yeah. it is. 
Yeah. It's not lucrative, though. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope it can be. Well, yeah, Bree, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a business expert here. Okay, I did not, I did not graduate from multiple business schools. I'm not like Trump. I didn't go to Wharton. Um, what do you have a five dollar well, OnlyFans and you're in seventy percent off? Okay, run, run that past me next time. But see, let's not do that. Okay, let's do a seventy percent upcharge. Well, you know what though? I mean, that's what nowadays. That's what everyone's doing. The economy is so shitty that a lot of people on Thanks, there. Thanks, Biden. We kind of. Well, all right, yeah. So we'll, and then well, I'll allow you to have your moment. I'll let you have your moment. Yeah. So thanks, Biden. But for whoever, whoever is at fault, yeah, I just kind of am like, uh, it's a it weird. A but also, yeah. like, think about it. There's, there's people on there who are offering like the full Monty, and then I'm just here trying to be like an old school, like a Playboy thing, and it's like, yeah, it's I a tough sell. The hell out of it. It's a tough I get what sell. You're saying. I hear you. You're giving so. you a good go, though. Really proud of you. Thank uh, you. Now, last thing on the show. I mean, Steve Robinson came in, the former producer. He was boring. Um, oh. Did you hear him? <laughs> I did. I just, you didn't, you were not a fan? Not really. But did you, what did you think of him? I mean, he's better than Johnson Arroyo. <laughs> He, uh, yeah, I know. I didn't. I, I wasn't sort of like swayed either way. But I just knew that there was like this deep history there because he was the former producer. Mm. It was a flat show Friday, I would say. Um, anything else you want to add? We've got a lot of listener questions, so we should get to them. Any? Yeah, let's let's, uh, let's get to those suckers. All right. So, um, the first one. Uh, well, men are fandom. Men, has any thoughts on Rico joining the trivia team? Dying to hear your oh, take on it. Something tells you he had a thought and you deleted it. Yep, had that thought, ruined my relationship with Kirk, um, or whatever. Steve Robinson's Subaru. Will Bobby Fitz show up to Portland? Speaking of Portland, who is paying for Montante's hotel room? So, uh, Montante, who is paying for your hotel room? That is a fluid, your- That is a very fluid question. Um, Wait, you're I- going to Portland, you of all people? Well, going- no, 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 Portland, Maine. Oh, I thought you yeah. meant there's Portland. a show there. There's, I, I will, there's a live yeah, yeah, yeah. show. You'd spontaneously combust if you went yeah, to yeah. Portland, Oregon. If I went to Portland, Oregon, no, no, the, the liberals would make me fucking kill myself. No, I'm not suicidal. Right. I'm sorry. Continue. No, 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 no. No, good instinct. Your instinct was right there. Um, I think uh, David from Hull has a spot for me at a hotel in Portland. In his bed. Yeah. yeah are, you, it, what, it, are you it, selling? It, that's what it is. Listen, Big I'm titties. not above. I'm not above anything. <laughs> Okay. Good. It is what okay. It is. So, so, um, yeah, they do, Brie, they're doing a live show in Portland, mate. And you know, I went to one live show last year. I flew over from Sydney to Boston for a live show. Um, they are great events. Hopefully, we'll get you at one eventually. Um, if Brie wants next- to go, I would. I would pick. I would pick Brie up on my way. I'll let it be known. I'll pay for my own uh, room and board too. I'm not going to have who's paying for your room and board. No, I'm saying I'm, David. I'm saying I- David, the guy that hates you for some reason. Um, uh, all right, Danny and Bill Ricker. Other question. Other okay. question. According to Craig, Montante claims he's approximately as good looking as Tom Hardy. Thoughts from the panel. So well, that, Bree, I that guess was take, that was taken out of context. Okay, well, what's the con- well, Bree? Firstly. Uh, do you sort of think Tom Hardy when you see Montante? I don't think they're. I don't think they're the same person, but I think that Mike has an attractiveness and a. Ooh. Yeah, in like a. Go on. 
Well, Husky. <laughs> no. Well, we're, we're like, don't put words in her fucking mouth. Here. No, like, you know, easy. Mike knows my kink, which is like he might, you know, kill you and, and take away your rights as a woman. And that's oh, sort you of my right. Yeah. It's quit talking so much. Quit hair. talking so much. You think you can vote well, still? Give me five minutes. You, yeah. I was gonna say I don't, I don't, but I don't see you two as the same. I don't see you as the same person. Is that what you said? You said that you're on well, par. No, I didn't. Yes, no. That's the, yeah, the that's guy you said. said was not that hot. Well, you're talking about Zach Bryan. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do it for me. Right. But it was taken out of context though, because I said I gave him like a, a six four or something, and I gave myself a five nine. And so the guy who, who put this question in took the liberty to say they were the same thing. No, there's a point five difference, buddy. No. But we are close. And your kink is is Arab men, which is a fucking a psychologist, a, yeah. a field day there. But you, that's your real kink, which is that's the real conversation. Is he's really into Middle Eastern men. Like yep. if he had to switch, that's who he's Shout out Mima. Yep. Was that did that come up from in Montante as well? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's his that was thing. behind that was the behind the scenes things that we uh that came to to realize. But she's wow. not wrong. Yep. All right. Now question from nipples. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Appropriate. Anyway, um, Kirk starts signing year-to-year contracts with less KMS, more this other stuff, which allows him to do the stuff he likes, yes or no. So I think um, Nipples is talking about – and Nipples is, um, Bree, a guy. His real name is Mike, lovely guy. He's good friends with Blind Mike's girlfriend, Alba. They text all the time. But oh. Nipples, Nipples, they used to work together. Nipples, is why he's called that is when he – he goes to a live event. He tries oh, to yeah. Dave Cullinane and he wears tight shirts and you can see his nipples. Sorry for well, – you actually can't see me doing that, which is good. Um, but uh, so that's where he gets these nicknames. See, this is why I'm just trying to give you the lingo. Sure so We can have like a war at the next live event whose nipples are more – Don't worry. You win by like 5,000 points. Oh, um, they're that puffy? Wow. God bless. Um, so the question is about him signing year-to-year contracts and doing other stuff with less KMS. I'll go first. Until the case season two, I would have said yes, but that was such an abject failure. I don't think Barstool will be, you know, pushing him into doing more of the case and less KMS at the moment. Uh, but I can see him doing, you know, one three-hour KMS a week, doing more true crime and maybe more golf gambling and, you know, maybe, yeah, well, Montante. No, I agree. I uh, I'm under the, the full belief now that I think the biggest thing holding Kirk back from re-upping with Barstool is the fact that he said a thousand times that he wouldn't. But it's going in a different direction. Um, he's not a a gambling guy, uh, but I think the the crossover is there between his love for fucking golf and the need for gambling. Mm. I, I I think I'd be but shocked if Kirk is done. Can I just jump in? Idiot. I mean. Kirk is very, very smart, and I'm not just saying that because I upset him this week. He's very, very he smart. He definitely did upset him, yeah. Uh, he he knows that from a negotiating position, if you say consistently you're not going to stay there, you are in a much better position when you come to the negotiating table because you have the leverage. You know, you're making their money. And Business 101. Yeah, and he, you know he's he did that at EI. He always does it. He's very very clever to always be coming from that position. He's fortunate that he has enough wealth that he can actually back it up. Yeah, like yeah. Say, okay, go and retire. He'd say, okay, I will. Um, he's an impossible one to leverage with because he has the talent that is unmatched, and he also has 
you know, generational money. And he's also so batshit crazy that you cannot, if you try to project where he's coming from, you can't. Because he's a you doing that on purpose, Bray. You're doing that on purpose, putting lip gloss on. Oh, I, I, I was no, gonna ignore the, it. The humidity is down. It's the oh, I bet it is here in the, in the northern hemisphere. So it's oh, yeah, I bet it is. Fuck, I mean, yeah. it's, hard, it's hard enough to concentrate as it is, let alone anyway. Um, were you saying something, Mike? No, I wasn't. <laughs> okay, good. Those can anyway. Um, I will say, and again, this is like an outsider's perspective that. As you get older in the entertainment industry, you have to reinvent yourself a little bit if you want to mm. survive. There's nobody who, right? Like you can't just be like, oh, fuck this, fuck you. I'm not doing that. Like you won't last. So no. if he's branching out into other areas that he may have previously said, oh, I'm not going to do this. Like some of that's just like, I'm trying to move a little bit with the world. Like, yeah. Look at Montante, and this actually, yeah, and Montante is a great example. He can do everything. You know, don't box yourself Facts. in. Facts. Facts. Yeah, wrong. Uh, next wrong. question. Uh, I state the obvious question for Bo Jackson. In an ideal world, would he prefer to be the regular third chair on KMS or get the big bucks from Mittman to produce the Jerry Callahan show full time? So, Mike, what would you, what in an ideal so world, an, what would you like so to do? That's a, it is a silly question. Um, I like doing the Mittman thing when I can. Uh, it's not the end of the world to just do a show every once in a while. But in a perfect world, I actually make decent money, believe it or not. But I would leave what I'm doing to uh, to do the Kirk show once in a blue. So that, that that's the true, honest-to-God answer. Oh, you opened your soul up then. That's beautiful. Yeah. So you, yeah. She do it. You would, but not for Jerry. If Jerry said, Hey, no, look, fuck no, dude. Jerry, uh, Kirk, I, I could not make what, uh, Ironhead is making. I, I would be, we'd actually, listen, we, I let, I let the people behind the scenes. If I was making the money that Ironhead was making, uh, I would be homeless and so would my mother. So let's just say, thank God I'm not doing that. Yeah. I guess now you, you know you're in such a dire financial position that you have to. Oh, really, I'm broke. The, yeah. I'm broke. Yeah, I'm not doing great. I thought um, Bree would be a great regular co-host on Montante's World. I thought I thought the same thing. Uh, I'm a Bree guy. Uh, my favorite thing about Bree is she's such a fucking psychopath. Um, <laughs> the, the the day like she like, as soon as we were done, she's like, yeah, she's like, I look forward to like you know posting it like thank you for having me on i was like okay that was nice and then a day went by and i was like wait she didn't post it i was like oh maybe she like anyway a day goes by like like 36 hours later she's like yeah she's like i just posted it like you know ha 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 had a crazy 36 hours like totally thought about it and thought it was horrible and i was like oh my god full, so you're full a psycho crying fully really crying. <laughs> she's yeah. a psycho i cried after i was on his podcast <laughs> Because I thought I did such a bad job, and I don't, I don't want to say that I had suicidal thoughts, but I definitely had like, I had like, like, oh my god, like, what am I doing? I just fuck every opportunity. Which is fair. Well, well, it's not true. an opportunity. But I mean, that's what's that, going on the show, right. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that should have made you kill yourself in of itself. But I was like, yeah, no, I was like a basket case, and he was like, no, like the response is really good, and I'm like, okay, maybe I wasn't so bad, but. Wow. <laughs> wow. You were really good. You what were really, a really good. I know. I I feel like I could do a good semi like a good like semi regular spot. Yes. Once a month. Once a month with yeah, Mike, definitely. Exactly. We'll so lock it in, Mike. Sick of me, but they're you should do it. Me. Right? 
I have a Barstool mate who uh, is convinced that he's in love with her. So uh, the oh, next no. time, yeah, they do. Yeah, of course, I, I, I will. I will not confirm that, but you may be right. You are right. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, if 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 you break your five year celibacy on Jeff Nadu, I mean, I would I'd be all in on the su- supporting <laughs> supporting the suicide right there. Honestly. Um, <laughs> all right. The next question. Um, no, that's not true. Jeff's actually a nice guy. Jeff's a nice guy, and nice he is boy. funny. He is funny online. Like, um, yeah, but five he's years. At war. <laughs> he's at war right now with uh, Brandon Walker. Ugh, some fake my WWE. my notifications are going off all day. The two of them are just like no one's letting up. <laughs> Boring. I hate I hate Walker. All right, Killer Kowalski. Next question: <laughs> Do you think it's weird that Barstool Advisor and Real Chuck Wagon are sharing a bed in Portland? So BA and Chuck Wagon sharing a bed. I'm not surprised. I'm I'm not going to shame them. I, you know, they look sweet together. They've they flirt online all the time. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you. I have nothing else to add to that. Uh, Ned, yeah, yeah, two men, two two very horrible men. I mean, BA is a nice guy, but Chuck Wagon is one of the dumbest oh, men of fans. I mean, you're talking about someone that doesn't get the joke, Bree. He he, like he's so fucking stupid. The only humor you get from him is he'll get on a a live stream yard with some other morons, and the, the thing is, Chuck Wagon will be legitimately like blackout drunk and on it, so he'll just do crazy shit, and that's the only. The only value you get out of him. Oh. Um, next question from, from Ned Snark. Now, Ned Snark is probably the oldest Minifan, um, yeah. late 70s, hot, but he's very, hot, very good. Hot. Super yeah. hot. Um, yep. um, and he, his question is over or under on how many weeks until Montante gets a, a bar stool offer, and he set the over or under at eight. Bree, what's your over or under? Eight weeks over or under on Montante getting a job offer? Um, what month is it? March beginning of because yep. I can tell by my own timeline. Yeah, they'll probably call you in in May. That's usually like their hiring spurt. Okay, so ready. you're right on the eight weeks. You're about the eight weeks. Okay, I'm going to take well, you over. You'd be a like, much better well addition. <laughs> no, you'd be a much better addition than other people. They they I agree. Have you there, both? So. You both should be there. You you both should be there. Uh, that was that that game was so stupid, Bree. The fact that they they gave they just turfed out someone on a spin of a wheel. It's it's farcical. That's why I thought it was fake. Yeah. I kind of want. I've always wondered, like, was it intentional? Like, did they just bring me in to kind of be like, oh, it's for entertainment no. value? We're just going to eliminate this person, or was it just no. dumb luck? But dumb luck. I- they would have been hoping Clemmer lost that game. Like they were, they probably tried to rig it, yes, and they just but fucked it up. Why, it's so dumb. why not bring me back in? That was always the thing that threw me was that they never ever saw the value in bringing me. I, I can't tell you, but I just don't think there's a. I think there's a bit of dumb luck involved. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know because if if I was you know a scout for them, you know. You first time. You'd have a five million. You'd have a five million dollar a year contract. Go, hey, Bree, were you looking for like six? No, I give you yeah, a I UFC. I give you. I give you a UFC show straight away. I'd say we want to show yeah. every week on UFC, and that'd be the first thing, and go from there. But I do uh, think that you have a. You deserve a spot there. So I'm hoping nice. for you it, eight it, weeks. It, it would never. It would never happen. And I'm not looking for that. But shout out to Ned because that is a very over-the-top, loyal guy thing to ask. So thank you, Ned. 
Now, Lauren Lynn, the Minna Lady Brie, who you need to get on yeah. side with, is a seven, and she's spectacular, yeah. is a seven-day unfollow an appropriate punishment for the actions against Warden? So I think Lauren has unfollowed Montante because, what, Montante had a fight with Warden? Is that right? In a nutshell, to, to put it very, very lightly, I always had a Cold War, and I have Cold War with a lot of people, and a lot of people don't realize I have this Cold War. Um, I was under the impression that Warden followed like 2,000 people and had uh, 46 followers. It was actually reversed. He never followed me though, so I was out on Warden because like, hey, like I thought we were like in the same like you know same same wavelengths here, and I said that online and people ate me up for it, and um, yeah, people are crushing me for it. So I'm actually a Warden guy. Yeah, uh, I just got the, I just got the optics wrong. But yeah, Lauren went out of her way to be like, okay, well, if if, if Montante's against Warden, I'm gonna be on Warden's side. So you know what, Lauren? I'm actually against. La- I'm out on Lauren. I'm out Ooh. on Lauren. I know you- no, no, I know you love her. She's doing a, a one week ban on me. I'm out on Lauren Lynn for life. I don't like her. I hate her. Wow. Yep. Michael, don't, actually- don't be like you're. No, I actually, don't, I actually don't mean that. But yeah. yeah. WWE Montante. I love Lauren. I know I love Lauren Lynn, so I apologize already. You I just realized you're gonna see her in two weeks, didn't you? You just sobered up enough to realize, oh fuck, yes. I'm gonna see her in Portland. Yes. So I better yes. backtrack from this. Well, I, by the way, speaking of, like speaking of horny, Lauren Lynn will make me horny quick. Lauren Lynn will make me horny quick. Oh wait, now what I want to look her up. What did you oh, say about crashing? She's, crashing she's got a body on her. Wait, what did you say about crashing? Um, I want to crash the Portland show. Although I swore, I swore I would never go back to Maine if, like, my well, life. If, if anyone can supply Bree with a ticket, please reach out to the Mina fandom or my account. I don't need, I don't need a ticket. I'm gonna. I'll force my way. Well, it's in. sold out. It's sold out. Okay. Well, yes. Uh, well, those it's big, sold those out. Big can, like, those big cannons could open any door. Yeah. Let's not. I mean. <laughs> let's, I don't think I'm gonna have. A <laughs> I agree. Opinion. I agree with that. Lauren, is that who we're looking at? Lauren Lynn. Continue off the show. Her, I actually don't know her Twitter handle. What is is like? Uh, Sorry, Bray, we've got, we were already. I said an hour and a half. We're already gone. Okay, long, you're right. You're so right. You're right. Well, all right. Go, go on. Go on. Go. With this, we could be going for another another fifteen minutes of material here. Easy. Um, and officially morning. Uh, I, and Lauren, I think it's an appropriate punishment. Mike's a hothead. Warden is someone you always have to keep inside. So I support the seven day ban, of course, Lauren. Hundred percent support. Uh, next question, Ted Sarandis. Some have ridiculed and questioned Montante since he brought up his financial situation on KMS. Mike, do you regret doing so? That's I do, I do. And one of the funniest things about that was uh, when I spoke to people like a couple of days after, they're like, "Yeah, like, um, how'd you think?" It was just before they heard me, like, "How do you think you did?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, you know, shout out to, like one of the best reasons of Kirk is he will bring the the utmost secrets out of you. Like, I don't know how he dragged this out of me, but he did it. And everyone said the same thing. They're like. Dude, he did not drag this out of you. You volunteered it, and he that's definitely the truth. I was just so stressed out about this thing in my life that when he was like, anything new with you, I should have been like, no. And I was like, yeah, you know what's new with me? And I just fucking puked it out. So Well, well done. No, no honestly, it's good for the yeah. show. And it was like semi-therapeutic. Like, I'm, I'm glad yeah. I got it out of me because I am now more relaxed as a result yeah. of it. And it sucks to hear that you you know you went through that, but um, 
Also, I don't feel that bad because I know you gamble most of your money away. So yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> what, so, Bree, what do you much. think? What do you think you would spill, Bree? Just like if you know, I was Kirk. What would be the thing that you would just blabber out to the world that you would regret? That I would regret. I blabber out everything, so it's you know, hard. The, the celibate stuff. You know, we know that's it. nothing. Um, the virginity I did, I, story I, when you were twenty three. That was a pretty good one. No, I'm not embarrassed about that. I did blabber out a number of things on Mike's podcast. I because okay. that I'm not speaking to my family. That was a big. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a. I Kirk's not speaking that. to half his family. He could relate to that. I mean, half his family's dead, and then the other, the, he's not speaking to one of his brothers. He well doesn't yeah. speak to his uncles. So you and he would definitely relate to that. Oh yeah, um, you're Sicilian, aren't you? So that's that real European Italian fire. The ha- yeah, I'm half Sicilian, and we're definitely grudge holders. That's for sure. Mm, what um, we do. And then, yeah, and then I'm one quarter like Appalachian hillbilly, which is like even worse. Like we're very like what we will fuck? shout out to your wow. shout out to your Republican side. Yeah, the oh, deliverance. Correct. Yeah, we'll bury you. <laughs> um, is there anything I'm super that I would be re- I would regret revealing? Um, mm. I don't know. I'm very like I let it all hang out, so I don't think you do. Literally. Absolutely do. You absolutely see do. It. All right. Next question from Ted Sarandis: When will Red and Menas make amends so that Minna fandom can return to its former glory? Oh. Well, R- Red is the former host of this show. He quit um, about a year ago now. Um, he came back on since then, but then you know he was annoyed I had someone on, so he's unfollowed me and kind of. So I don't think. We'll make amends in the near future. I mean, if Kirk can flip-flop on Rico, I can flip-flop on Red, so it may happen. But things aren't looking good. I mean, you have to say, Mike, when, you know, Red's the first now to pile on on me on Twitter every time. It's it's inappropriate, actually, to be honest with you. Okay. It makes me uncomfortable to see. Yep. Right. Uh, next well, question. I've, been, I've been looking for, like, a Lauren Minifan body pick for the last five minutes under the table here. Nobody has any. There's only one. Well, I've got a lot of photos. I'll send you when we we get off. Because um, we met Lauren and I met. We had a beautiful night together in Portland, Maine last oh summer. Oh wow! It was just unbelievable. She was. She really is. Anyway, um, next question, Big Dog Dave, Menes, will you please give Deserted Truth a rating out of ten? Now, Bree, a Minifan Beyond Average Mick. Um, he started a true crime podcast on the Vegas shootings. The first episode is just out. You, you should listen to it. It's actually um, not too bad. Um, I'll give my rating out of 10, then I'll get Montante's. I thought it was a good show. Uh, it's a good setup, well put together. It's the, probably the best thing Mick's ever done in his whole life. Yes. You know, be- better than when his stupid girlfriend made him a cake. Um, Correct. You know, his fucking fat girlfriend. Um, well. So he. Um, I would give it seven and a half, eight out of ten. Uh, of course, she's not a fat. Guy. I'm just—it's a callback to something. No, else. yeah, I appreciate your little callback. <laughs> she is very attractive. Um, <laughs> way, but she's she way too good for him. Um, oh, of course. So, I, yeah, so I would say like seven or eight BBW out of ten. Or like, what's happening? What do you mean? Like a big woman, big BBW, big. No, no, no. She, 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 she makes a lot of cakes. Whenever Beyond Average oh. Mick does something good, she makes him a cake, and then he sort of. Tweets, he oh, tweets post it to brag, it. and then if you bring yeah. it up, he gets upset. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, um, no, but so, was, so eight, seven or eight out of ten, what do you reckon, Mike? Mike's uh, fading. I would say very – I was curious to see um, how he ranked it because I was curious to see what he did with it. And one of the things that he did, I was just like, oh, my God, this is – this. Is, I can't do this whole thing, is, is – yeah, you know. One of the things, one of the activities I did when it comes to a mass shooting like this is you ask yourself a couple of basic questions. You know, who was the shooter? And he's like, I couldn't tell you. And I was like, dude, what do you mean? Like, that's not accurate. Everyone knew Stephen Paddock was like that. So he lost you a couple points. But the fact is that but he's saying there were multiple shooters. He is. He, got, he may have gone to that towards the end. And I could have told that before it begun. But the fact is. He said a bunch of basic shit. Nothing was original, but the way he laid it out was good. The way he laid it out was definitely at least intriguing. Um, I think so far it's been a smash hit for Mick because I think Mick's a boring fucker. I think he's very boring. <laughs> not much to him. He is a guy that should have a real career, not this, but he's done a good job so far. So actually, I sort of got credit to Mick. This has been good so far. Are you a true crime fan, Bree? I am. And I have to give him like, a, like some points for taking on the Vegas shooting because that's one of the things that I say that people we've just kind of let go as a society. Mm. It was like this crazy But insane- is that a coincidence? Like is it swept under the carpet? Is this a super yeah. spy shit? Is you know it's, it was like a, a massive event. It was in like the biggest mass shootings ever. And then we all just kind of like let it go. It's like the um the Malaysian plane thing, although I know they just did like a a thing on it about Netflix. But that was one of those things where I'm like, it was like this wild event with no answers. And then after a while, we all just kind of were like, okay. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like nobody's wondering what the fuck went on here. Like, so I give him credit for tackling it. Yeah. All right. This is for you from BA, who we mentioned before. This is for you, Bree. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Not suicidal. So (laughs) yeah, that's that's BA's wave. Flirting, I think. Um, Big Dog Dave, this is more a statement. Do you think Carl is legitimately developmentally disabled? Probably. How does he not know how bingo works? Rate um, rate how checked out he is on a scale of 1 to 10. So this guy, Big Dog Dave, known as VD, he's he, he I saw him Carl. on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he's one of the more toxic, dangerous people on the internet. Um, he's, he's, he's like a legit psycho. Like You might like him. He, he sort of blacks out. So... Like he will know your whole, he will know your name, your date of birth, your social security number, your address. He will know all that now. He'll have it filed. It's already he, too late. He already knows it. Yeah, yeah. After you went on Montante's world, he was. Yeah. Well, um, Montante called me, you, Mike, you called me by my government name. I was shocked. You were like, Brie Hunter, Brianna Hunter. And I was like, oh my God, he called me. Nobody yeah, I, I was actually shocked by that. I thought yeah, he I, bro, yeah. VD probably sent Montante a full dot. Yeah, he gave, me full, oh, he gave me full lowdown. But I thought Johnson Arroyo's bingo game was good. And, yes, I mean, Carl is an idiot. I mean, thanks, VD. We've been through this. Uh, Next question, Dr. Joe. This is the last question. Who has the biggest nipples out of you three? Also, who has the biggest bra size out of you three? Thanks and love the show. Uh, Well, that was a bit crazy. I think my nipples nipple size is I'm pretty minuscule. I'm not a big nipple guy. I don't think my nipples turn anybody on. Um, I would say I think – Brie has great tits, but I think her nipple overall, <laughs> just because her your your breast is larger than ours, I think your nipples are going to be bigger than ours. Probably. Yeah, Everyone should do the finger test. How many fingers? 
I'll have teeny, teeny tiny. Are yeah, we doing small or hard though? I mean, I'm slightly hard now, as you can imagine. I got a little, um, I got little teeny then, nips. I got a little teeny nips. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm embarrassed. I'm actually embarrassed by my nipples right now. I've my got the bar, are, but my, with my the bar, it's... Are, my nipples are pathetic. I got a little teeny nippies. Yeah. So. Anyway, good question. Bray wins. Um, <laughs> all, all I win. The, the video of that would be, yeah, would be, would be great. Well, no, I've always said that my nipples are extremely, like, versatile. Like, they can either yeah. be, like, they're like Japanese d- details. Well, they're Japanese. I get what she's saying. Yeah, they're bigger, mm-hmm. or they'll be like yep. a mid-sized sedan. Like I really, I do love have that. Lot, I'm like Gary Oldman in terms saying. of actors. They I have a lot of range in terms mm. of yeah. I wouldn't say that they're consistently big or small, but I could I could do whatever you want depending on your yeah. Mood. They're camouflage. You can do everything. We were, those nipples could could play ball seven days a week. Yeah, they know what's going on. They know. So and then and then bra size thirty eight I I don't think anybody has my beat. Wow, I don't, I don't, know what that, that, I don't even know what that means, but I'm very turned on. Um. <laughs> 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 all right, so that were all the listener questions. Um, <laughs> now we we normally end this show with uh, what have you been watching segment, um, and it's oh. dedicated to to Red's parents. Now Red parents passed away and they do a lot of streaming now in heaven um so uh, you know i'll start with what i've been watching on tv uh i've been watching the new star wars stuff mandalorian episode two was epic absolutely epic and that's about it i've been busy I d- i'm watching peaky blinders season the final season is killing it um and i'm gonna watch uh, history of the world part two the comedy you'd like it brie it's a comedy um improv style so there you go I like what that. have you been watching, Bray? Oof. Well, I am. I do like Peaky Blinders. I've been avoiding the last season because I don't want it to end. Mm. Um, but right now, I am on like a, a psychotic zombie. Like I've Walking I'm Dead, the Last, last of, of Us. Us. Yep, yeah. I'm watching The Last of Us, which is incredible. I watched Black Summer on Netflix, which I highly recommend. And then I'm also working my way through The Walking Dead. Yep. So I am like all entrenched in zombie, like apocalypse, doomsday stuff right now. It's like it's a lot, but it's pretty good. Well, I'm, I like want to watch The Last of Us now. I'm not into zombie stuff, but someone said that there's not a lot of the zombies in it. So I think I want to watch it. Yeah, I would say if you're not into like the zombie stuff, I would 100% still watch The Last of Us. And I would still try out, uh, it's called Black Summer on Netflix. Because it's yeah. more, it's almost like the zombie stuff is like a like a side plot. And it's more about like the human interaction during what would be. <laughs> Mike's like, passing out. Mike's part struggling to keep his eyes open. No, yeah, no, no, no. How much have you... I'm good. Well, you know what it is? We're we're coming up on hour five, which speaking of zombies, it's like Mike starts to turn. That's what they say in zombie speak. He starts yes. to turn and jerked off in five You're hours. Right. So we're coming Absolutely. up on that. Yeah. He's like closing it, his it, eyes. It is just... so disturbing how right she is actually on this. That's like, yeah. <laughs> so he's one hand, one arm has disappeared, actually. <laughs> um, what have so you that, been watching, Mike, now that you've yeah. been always I mean Um, I've been actually a big fan of and Alex has a huge issue with this show, uh, but 1923. Ooh. I actually I like it, but Alex is like raising questions about it. She's like, "How would they end up on a, a ship that went awry, and how are they still awake? You know, oh, still you alive a, a, like a week that. later." I'm like, yeah, I'm like don't worry like about that. that. Don't worry you about watch that. Yellowstone. Yeah, so I'm I'm a fan of that. 
But she's yeah, not. I don't I don't like when people play the realistic game because I'm like, well, if you liked reality, you would just watch reality TV, which is also exactly. TV. So it's not. It, yeah, the toughest the toughest one to explain, and I actually like the show, is um the Lords of Kingstown, whatever it is. Oh, the Mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy <laughs> Renner, dude. He wow. he should die six times an episode. I haven't watched that one. It's good. I actually like the show. Um. But but on 1923, I've been watching Shrinking, which is an Apple TV uh, comedy. Yeah, with Harrison I've seen Ford. that episode. Yeah, really good, really really good. And I I love Harrison Ford. Just he's my like he's just you know he was Han Solo with Indiana Jones. I mean he was the few. I mean he's just the the king. So I want to watch 1923, even though I don't watch Yellowstone. I want to watch that one. And I actually just watched all the Indiana Jones movies in the last week. Very good. Have you guys watched Deadwood? Yes. Oh, epic. It was, right? It was like a bit. That was a good one. I'm so, Mike, I'm surprised you haven't watched it, though, because if you like Yellowstone and I like Deadwood was like the original Western, like the modern day Western. Yeah, I never heard, I never heard of it. It's probably 10 years old, maybe more. And it had that English actor, Ian McShane. Oh, you would have. And he was so good. And it, it was, was so good. It was kind of like, the, you know, the Sopranos had come out and they tried to do like a, a Western style, like really. Okay. Um. So that was a really good call. Um, all right. Well, that's Red's parent segment out of the way. Um, we've gone almost two hours. Bree, you are so good to give up your time on a Saturday night. I mean, I know you've got nothing better to do now that I've Correct. listened to listen, you know, now that I've listened <laughs> to your podcast. Yeah, now that you know and, her. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know. I did miss uh, well, listen, I did miss UFC for you guys because there was an early start time and I've missed the entire card now. It was oh. worth it. But I did. There was a little bit of a Thank sacrifice. You. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. Um, obviously, the Aussies have got a couple of good UFC fighter fighters, Vulcan Volkanovski or whatever. Alex, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike, thank you. Um, I heard you saying the other night that you know, oh, you're doing shows every night. You're a co-host for Minute Fandom, so I'm glad I gave you the last couple of weeks off because I don't want to work you too hard. It is, it is overwhelming. Like I said earlier, I think the most interesting thing about me, which is there's not much. I was legitimately crying before I came on here. Yeah, right. I, I was a pretty, mess. I was a disaster. Yeah. I felt pretty soulful this morning. I went for a walk around walk around the park because it's still summer here. So, uh, you know, maybe there was something in the air. You know, Bree, were you I, feeling? I don't know what it was. but How were you not- feeling beforehand, Bree? I mean. I was feeling, I ran the full gamut, kind of like Mike. Like I was excited and then I was feeling down and then I was just like, I'm going to get drunk and I'm going to do it. And so, not mm. drunk, but I'm feeling Did, It's made it, definitely made it bearable then. No, yeah, no, it was good though. But I mean, Mike, I think we'll say that Mike's mental illness is definitely a little bit more severe than I thought. We'll have to talk oh, about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. You were crying before the show. Oh, I was a disaster. I was <laughs> listening to, um, and it was a live. So the, the live version is more impactful than the real version. Um, it was Craig Morgan, a song with Jelly Roll, the Grand Old Opry. And I, 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 I played this song. And this song, I was crying like a bitch. Oh, my God. It was, it was impactful. Oh, oh. <laughs> it was it, it's beautiful. Put it this Beautiful, way: Mike. If you if, if you're people gonna, think you're just some lunatic, but you got yeah, a big before heart. you mo- before you mock me, play this song. And if you're not crying before it, you're a fucking scumbag because you have no soul. 
<laughs> We've well, really seen a different side to you, Mike. Like I, I swear to God, Bree, it was th- it was Bree's three had that effect on you. I was magical crying. Effect. I was what? legitimately crying. I was like, none I of this shocks me because my whole theory is that guys who are like super, like they're like very right wing, are just like deeply very in need of like a cuddle, mm. and they just have they have like a hard time getting out. So it's not shocking to me that these things come out in spurts, where it's like he hears a song and he's like experiencing like a decades oh. of emotions because oh. yeah. it's he's buried it so thank you but that's a that's a topic for another podcast we'll get into that it is pro pro end brie pro end well brie hunter thanks for coming on mina fandom i hope don't stress out like for 36 hours like you did <laughs> after my you'll, time you'll, well, worrying about your performance here. you know 10 out of 10 <laughs> performance 10 out of 10 stream yard angle uh 10 out of 10 Everything. So 12 out of 10. So don't stress. The Minna fans are going to love it. I uh, appreciate you spending a Saturday night with Mike and I, every every girl's fantasy. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> what a pervert. I appreciate it. It was a great time. Mike, um, you're a dickhead. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks, Minna fans. Um, catch you soon.